This is Free Talk Live. It's the live Saturday edition of the program. You can take control of the airwaves just by dialing in toll-free 800-259-9231. That is the SACL-CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Mark, how would you describe the uh, the front page, the main feature of freetalklive.com? Well, it's 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 a user-driven news aggregator. I think is uh, uh, the probably the the way that internet guys would would describe it. Basically, you mosey about the internet you find some story that you think is important that other people should uh, find important you uh, list it there at freetalklive.com with a little blurb about it and uh, people will vote it up vote it down uh, the the stories they like the most will be at the top and uh, the stories they don't uh, well i don't know they're somewhere off the page or something yeah so get over there get interactive it's all free at freetalklive.com of course we will take your phone calls about anything coming up here tonight a disturbing story out of montana where the Republican Party is looking at doing something that is what I think pretty outrageous. I think the Republicans are likely to get swept in across the country. They probably haven't been swept out in Montana at all. So Probably not. Uh, but uh, this big year for the Republicans. So we'll see what it is they're proposing here in a little bit. But first to the phones and the fun. Kurt is in Michigan on the amp lines. Hello, Kurt. Kurt, are you with us? Oh, wait, I have you muted. Let's try again. Hello, Kurt. Good evening, gentlemen. How are you tonight? What's on your mind? Well, what's on my mind is the uh, the uh, conversation we had last week about stolen property. Okay. And uh, it was also referenced a couple of days ago when you had Sean on. You started talking about st- the stolen animals. Right. To bring our listeners up to speed, uh, the the gist of that conversation it was a lengthy one had to do with your avo- you were advocating that if somebody steals something from you and is sold that product or whatever it is was stolen or by, excuse me from you and then the person who stole it sells it to an unknowing party the third party not being aware that the product is stolen you believe that the third party has some sort of obligation to return that product to you yes and our position was mark how would you uh so that uh, there's, a, there's a certain amount of diligence that must be taken by the uh, property owner. And uh, when, when the property owner fails, uh, obviously fails because their property has been stolen, that the, the onus of uh, responsibility falls on the thief, not on the person who bought it, who, the a person who bought it in good faith. I mean, if you're buying it out of the back of a trunk of a car, like maybe you, you aren't buying it in good faith. But if somebody buys something in good faith that it's theirs and, uh, you know, the whether you can show ownership over it or not, you know they'd be out the money that they paid for it. Yeah, and I think that we came up with some good uh, market-based solutions that could work, uh, I think, to make as many of the parties happy as possible in the process, considering that if... Pr- presuming at least the thief can be can be found and taken to arbitration that there could be some ways to uh, to encourage uh, the third party uh, who is unknowing to sell that uh, product back to the original owner uh, and so on and so forth so i thought that we'd come on come to some level of uh, you know a decent uh, midpoint but uh, what were you what was on your mind tonight well i just i just have a couple of questions you know i always like to to ask questions to find out you know try to Actually, technically, it, I mean, I try to paint people in the corners. So um, I try to paint you in the corner here. Do your do your damnedest. Can I transfer a right that I do not possess? Um, I would say no. You cannot transfer a right that you no, do not possess. Okay. At what point does stolen property become the rightful property of the thief? It doesn't. Okay. So if, 
if I don't have an ownership right in that, how can I create an ownership right by selling it? Well, because you don't, actually don't, don't have a... Two wrongs don't make a right, correct? That, that makes because sense. If I steal if I steal something from somebody that's wrong, and if I sell something to somebody that's stolen, it's defrauding, so there's two wrongs, and then that somehow creates a right of ownership in that third person. And you're starting from the premise, uh, like I get what you're saying, but you're starting from the premise that you actually own things. And what I'm trying to tell you, Kurt, is you don't own anything because everything that exists comes from something that is stolen. Whether you, uh, you know, wood comes from land. No rights are ever properly, no rights are ever justly acquired. Uh, the, no property right in this world is ever justly ever. Acqu- acquired because people so, were killed, uh, maimed, wars were fought, and all these are acts of aggression. So when you're talking about so the United I States, have no the United States whatsoever. Uh, the United States was stolen from the Indians largely through bad, uh, you know, through lies. It is your contention. I have zero property rights in anything. It my is not shirt, my contention. No, my glasses, I believe that you in fact all been stolen, Mark. No, I. <laughs> I'm taking point. your. Kurt, I'm taking your premise, and I believe it to be flawed because you wouldn't actually have – because everything's been stolen. I am, I believe, in fact, that you do own your property, that you have all rights to your property because you paid for it and you bought it in good okay. faith. And that's where I, that's my starting point. Right, so you so- – My starting point is, is my watch belongs to me. I purchased it from an authorized Movado dealership. Dealer. Okay, but the gold – Somebody steals it from me. Somebody steals it from me. And then sells it to somebody else. Now, they have no property right in my watch, but they can then transfer that property right to another person by defrauding them. Two wrongs make a right. The point that I'm making here, Kurt, um, is that, and you, you seem to be dodging me, is that, yes, I agree that you own your watch, but if we're using your premise, the gold contained within that watch has likely in the past been stolen taxed or something in some way or another Never has been, been stolen it, couldn't, it, couldn't, it, it can't be newly mined gold if it is it's in the ground that was likely stolen from some indigenous people who lived on so it you do not believe in homesteading what are you talking about homes i don't believe in killing people to get property no. well homesteading is 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 using is is applying labor to previously unused property or an aspect of previously unused property and acquiring an ownership in that. Right. So if, 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 the, if the Aborigines or the indigenous people are not drilling for gold, but are hunting on the property, and you, and you dig for gold, then you have a ownership in the ability to dig for gold there. Now, you may not have an ownership in the hunting rights, but... In order to dig for gold, you have an ownership. And you have Mark, an ownership I wish you wouldn't go uh, back into the past to to try to counter what Kurt has to say. I think we should just stay here right now in the present. And Kurt, what you're suggesting is that two wrongs make a right. And no, I don't agree with that. The third party... Uh, no, that's not what I'm saying. The third party did not do wrong by purchasing a product but in good faith. Wronged. They were defrauded. They may have been defrauded, but they got okay. what it was they were paying for. It didn't well, seem like question. fraud to them. Can I be can I be held responsible for the wrongdoings of another person? Why would you be held responsible for the wrongdoings of another person? Okay, because if I am required to buy that property back from the person who was also wronged, instead of the person who wronged them recompensing them, I am required to recompense them to get my property back. No, 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 no. Hold on, hold on. Nobody's requiring you to do anything. The third party may not be willing to sell that property. They may, they may, may really like it. They have an ownership right in it because that ownership could not be transferred under fraud. 
they have an ownership right because they bought it in good faith, Kurt. But again, if they bought it from somebody who does not have the ownership right in it, that person cannot transfer that right to somebody else because they do not have that right. Stamp your feet all you want, Kurt. All I hear is indignance in your voice. The idea would be that you would be ta- you believe you have a right to take something from someone who be- who believes they purchased it legitimately. And I understand that there's a breakdown there, and that it seems it seems wrong to you, and I understand that. But you should have taken more uh, more care with how you kept your your uh, your, so, your keepsake. So how how subtly can a woman dress and expect not to be raped? I because don't if think she dresses in a burqa. She probably won't be raped. So she just she. What's that supposed to mean? Rape happens enough. in the Middle East. What do you mean? What's it, how's uh, this what relevant? What I'm saying is that is that regardless of how I protect it, what is mine is mine. And if somebody takes it under any level of security, it's still mine. And it's not you, you're blaming the victim for being stolen from. And that's wrong. You don't no. blame the victim yes, of a crime. You, the victim what can be... Is, the victim absolutely... Enough, so therefore, it's my fault that it got stolen. Kurt, it, the victim absolutely can be wrong, and the vi- it can be their fault they get stolen from. If I take my convertible car and I park it downtown and it's full of cash, um, and I just leave the keys in it, like likely somebody's going to steal some cash or the car or something like that. And they would be wrong. And stamp so. your feet about it, but you shouldn't have left that stuff out in the open. You've got an onus of responsibility when you, uh, when you have something, you need to protect it. Thanks, Kurt. Appreciate the call tonight at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. I don't feel like rehashing that discussion any further. But you're welcome to comment if you'd like to add into it at 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. Bring up anything. MemoryDealers.com offers the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers, including SFPs, GBICs, XFPs, Zimpaks, and X2s, that are 100% compatible with all major networking equipment manufacturers, including Cisco, 3Com, Foundry, Alcatel, and HP, at up to 99% off list price. Memory Dealers can also offer customized solutions for your transceiver requirements, including private labeling. Memory Dealers is your trusted source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs, in stock and ready to ship via overnight delivery. MemoryDealers.com this is free talk live it's the live saturday edition of the program you can take control of the airwaves dial up bring up whatever's on your mind 800-259-9231 that's the SACL cai toll free line 1-800-259-9231 hey you can enjoy our website by the way lots of the stuff there it's all free uh, in fact the whole site is is free for you including our webcam you go to cam.freetalklive.com you can watch you can listen and chat interact with other free talk live listeners all at the same time uh, over at cam.freetalklive.com and it's courtesy of memory dealers memory dealers offers the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers they've uh, they're all 100% compatible with all the major networking equipment manufacturers including Cisco 3Com Foundry Alcatel and HP and they're up to 99% off of list price their stuff's in- in stock, ready to ship via overnight delivery. It's memorydealers.com. All right, so uh, we're going to continue here. We uh, Still to come, there's some pretty outrageous news out of uh, Montana as far as what the Republicans are planning on doing out there. We'll get to that, but first, your phone calls. Let's go to David listening to Kiva in Albuquerque. Hello, David. Hello, is this Mark? Uh, Mark's here, and this is Ian. Hello there. I'm good. I'm good. I wanted to continue the discussion about the fellow's uh, stolen property. I'm not sure, sure. what. What was it that was stolen? This is it's a, all theory. A, a theoretical conversation, uh, but you know we can talk about whatever you'd like being stolen. Oh, okay. Well, I thought that was a real one. Well, I don't know what you're listening. 
audience is like, but I, I was prompted to call because uh, that there is no more well-settled uh, process in Anglo-Saxon law and in law in this country in the States that a thief cannot pass title to uh, anything that he steals, and the owner is always a, is actually always able to recover the stolen property from a bona fide purchaser who bought it from a thief. Right. Your we example were... about uh, your red convertible full of cash. Yes. If someone and that you left the keys in it mm-hmm. and the motor running, well, I... that's really careless. That would be really careless, but you would absolutely be able to recover it from a thief steals it, the thief sells it to somebody. You can recover it from that somebody. So your your information that you put out is. Uh, hundred percent wrong. Well, um, no, you're talking from a legal legal standpoint, and yes, and, and and I don't really care about the law because I think the law is often uh, flawed, and I do think that you have an onus of responsibility when it comes to something, and I think that the uh, the idea that you can recover anything if you can uh, just show that that uh, one point or another you owned it actually destroys property rights uh, here in the United States. For instance, if uh, if you're from say the the Abenaki Indian tribe, like uh, I know must have frequented my land at some point that tribe can show that shown that in fact they used that that was their land and they owned it communally for whatever purposes hunting agriculture whatever they they did on it then they should be able to get it back well no i don't think so they didn't it under was saxon law it wasn't titled land. oh because anglo-saxons killed those people that. i understand but because anglo i'm talking about what's right not what's legal and i understand that there's a difference there's a big difference generally and okay, what i well, believe here I, I don't know that there's such a big difference uh generally but there certainly may be uh in your in your view and this is America, and you're entitled to your point of view, but I'm just suggesting nobody should rely upon your information because from a legal standpoint, it's uh, completely wrong. Yeah, from a legal standpoint, uh, we, we don't give legal advice here on Free Talk Live. Um, this is, uh, this cool. is all about what we, th- we think is right. Okay, so, good day. So, okay, well, thank you for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. Uh, so just a little bit more on the, the topic here. We're not saying that uh, the people that have things stolen from them should not be compensated. I think that uh, the individual who who does the stealing, presuming they are caught, should be fully liable to uh, for restituting the individual who was the victim. And and if it was something that was stolen, that was a uh, you know a special keepsake you know, that was uh, right. It's hard to use cars and, and and land as examples because now we have titles and we have deeds for land and car. And you wouldn't be making a purchase in good faith if you weren't getting the deed. Do you understand? So if you're sure. if you're buying land here, here's ten dollars for this great piece of land. I guess I own it now. Well, uh, you you don't ask anything about a deed then you don't you haven't purchased it in good fire beware on that on that sorry uh but if you've got uh, like grandmother's pendant or something like that that is very important to you and uh, the neighborhood kid comes in and steals the pendant and then goes off and sells it somewhere then it's i'm sorry but it's just it's not right to just take that back from the uh, the willing buyer who was unaware that it was a sto- stolen property. What is right is to make an offer. What is right is to find out what that person would sell it back for. So, all right, well, I like this pendant a lot. I'll sell it back for, you know, $3,000. And then you go to the thief and you say, well, look, I can't get this pendant back until I have $3,000. You go to the arbitration. Uh, arbitration says, okay, yeah, thief, you need to pay the, uh, the $3,000 plus you need to pay... 
an extra thousand for the lost time and effort and the the, the heartache that this individual has uh, has suffered from not having grandmother's pendant uh, in his possession. And I think that uh, I think that all of these things can be made right given people's willingness to cooperate on this. And right. and with the right amount of money, most people are willing to cooperate on selling some thing back to you. Especially they don't, if they, the, don't, they don't have the same emotional value. They'll right. obviously see an opportunity in this. I mean, you know, they, there's clearly a, an opportunity to screw the, the thief. The thief. <laughs> right, as it should be. Right, and that's the person who should be, uh, you know, should get the shaft on this particular one. And if the person, for whatever reason, if the third party who buys this uh, pendant, grandma's pendant, if this third party doesn't want to sell it, it's the most unique pendant they've ever seen, and they are just so entranced by it that no amount of money would uh, would let them, you know, would encourage them to separate themselves from it. Well, then that means that uh, the thief would have to give you uh, X amount of cash, whatever the arbitration decides on is an appropriate amount to compensate you for your lost grandmother's right. pendant. Maybe that's $20,000. Who knows? I've got a special watch from my dad, um, you know, I got when he passed away, and I can tell you it's very important to me. But... Hmm, ten or fifteen thousand dollars. I might so separate important. myself yeah. from it. Not so important at that point. And so, we also, the thing you need to remember here in this discussion, we're again, we're not talking about what's legal. And I think you're right, Mark. There's a lot that's legal that's completely immoral. And I think that the law largely is trying to fill in uh, the, the moral holes. But I think that this one, where a person who purchases something in good faith just has to give it back to the, the person who uh, was clearly irresponsible in some level or another of keeping it, um, then, you know, that, that, that's just wrong. So uh, so 800-259-9231 is the SACL CAI toll-free line. The important thing to remember that in this world we're discussing, this theoretical world, this free marketplace where we don't have this oppressive, violent, monopoly government uh, forcing people to do things and telling them not to do things and so on and so forth that we're, we're so used to. Remember, there's going to be significantly less theft. And the reason for that is because, well, there won't be a war on drugs. And the war on drugs is a tremendous incentive towards property crime. Tremendous. Mm. Because crack or meth or heroin or whatever it is, the extremely addictive substance is that the, uh, the addict is looking to acquire is so incredibly expensive as a result of the black marketplace and the people that are operating in the black marketplace place, uh, increasing their prices by literally thousands of percents. Uh, you know, a gram of cocaine is a heck of a lot more than a few aspirin tablets, and it shouldn't be because it's just chemical processes. You could make it in a lab and make it for cheap. Were it legal? So a lot of the crime that is associated with the, the drug users would disappear. So a lot, I mean, probably 80 plus percent of property crimes would literally disappear overnight were you to legalize drugs. So that's, that's one thing. Plus, you've also got the restitution factor, which is a big deterrent. We'll come back and talk about that at 800-259-9231. If or when the dollar crashes, an alternate system of trade will be a necessity. Freeworldmarket.com is your free market solution to the economic crisis. Barter with small businesses without using government money. Stretch your buying power in these hard financial times by saving up to 50% on great products and services. Keep money in your community and away from the big banks. Preserve your wealth from hyperinflation and even become a merchant and immediately begin increasing your sales. Visit FreeWorldMarket.com now. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 
259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com. You'll find features, and they're free, including our archives. If you've missed a moment of the show, just click and download. They're right there on the front page of the website. So perhaps you're one of the uh, listeners out there in Radio Land that only gets the show on Saturday night. Well, we do it all week long. So go to freetalklive.com, enjoy the archives for free, and you can click into the archive section to go all the way back to 2006, late 2006, all courtesy of our friends over at HostGator. Yeah, you may have a young child, a young grandchild, niece, nephew. If you want to give them a head start in reading, you can start teaching your baby to read as beginning as early as three months. Yes, I said three months. It's easy and fun to do with the Monkey See, Monkey Do Baby Reading Kit. The best part is it's risk-free. They have uh, they have a guarantee there. You, um, if just go to mon- babyreadingkit.com. My son Jack has used this course, um, and uh, he he loves it. My his, he just brought the flashcards today to my wife. This isn't pushing your child. It's a it's a course that's fun for them, and they really enjoy it. Babyreadingkit.com, and he's two and a half years old, and he can read all of his shapes, all of his colors. Babyreadingkit.com. All right, so one eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. Uh, you can bring up what you want. Just a, another thought here, real quick, and we'll get right back into your calls. We're talking about the idea of stolen property, and I was pointing out that uh, thieving would happen a lot less often in a free market world, uh, one in which there's no war on drugs, for instance, to drive property crime through the roof. Because you talk to any cop that's being honest with you, and they will tell you that almost everyone they bust for breaking and entering or holding somebody up at uh, knife or gunpoint or you know holding up a store or whatever the reason is that they're whatever it is they're doing to get something that they can pawn or get some cash from yeah. someone most 90, people aren't stealing money to get bread in the United States 99 times out of 100 it's going to be that person wanted to buy some drugs some illegal drugs on the black market and if those drugs were not illegal, if they were legal, the price would be very, very cheap, and they would be able to afford their habits by working at McDonald's. It wouldn't be a big deal. Most people aren't stealing and robbing to buy their next six-pack, for instance. So you legalize drugs, you eliminate something like 80-plus percent of property crime literally overnight. Talk to the guys at Law Enforcement Against Prohibition. They will tell you this is true. You can go to leap.cc to learn more about them. But another thing that will help uh, deter theft in a more voluntary society, in a more Uh, free market world is the fact that a thief in a uh, system based on restitution will know that if they get caught, it's not that they just have to sit it out in some jail cell for a little while. Let's say, for instance, they're just they're raking it in. They're breaking into houses left and right, getting gold jewelry and everything, and they're just they're burying it somewhere. Right. So there's no chance you're going to get the gold jewelry back because you don't know where at you as the person that catches the thief don't know where it is. And he's not talking. But you know that this is the guy. And so in today's uh, today's world, if you've got enough evidence to show you got him on video stealing the stuff, for instance, you've got enough evidence for a conviction. He goes to jail and he sits in jail for some arbitrary amount of time and then he gets out and he gets to go to his cache of gold and dig it up and he still got all that stuff right so it's not a huge i mean yeah nobody wants to go to jail but it's obviously not that much of a deterrent whereas if he was actually forced to pay restitution 
were made to pay restitution for the things that he stole, then it wouldn't be so lucrative of a process. The stealing wouldn't be as worthwhile. It wouldn't be as worth the risk because well, then you'd have to pay somebody back. They, yeah, there is restitution today, and sometimes they apply Not it, and always. sometimes they don't. Yeah. Um, but the, the thing you've got to figure in is that the uh, we all have to pay for the thief to be incarcerated. Instead of him just going to get a job to pay people back um, and you know, uh, not just pay them back, but pay them back in multiples, I would I would say. No, oh, sure. Because there has to be some kind of punishment uh, for, for this, too. Uh, you know, that, that way there's there's no getting by. This guy say, can't say, oh, well, I'll steal something and I'll go get uh, three hots and a cot for a while. Yep. So that's another factor that I think will uh, dramatically inc- uh, reduce the instances of theft. Let's go to your phone calls. Phil is listening in Tallahassee to WFLA-FM. Hello, Phil. How are you today? Just super. What's on your mind tonight? Well, two things. One is in relation to this scenario you've developed, who's going to enforce the arbitrator? You're still going to have to have somebody with force and guns and power to enforce sure, what he says. Sure. Otherwise, the, uh, the uh, criminal is just going to steer. He's a criminal. I mean, he's just gonna, you think he's going to voluntarily just, oh, yeah, I'm sorry, I stole from you. I'm just going to give well, you the worst of Well, the worst of the criminals, no, that's not what I think. I think the worst of the criminals, you're right, you are going to need to use some level of force on that got person. got bounty hunters today. To bring them to justice. Uh, and, yeah, we do have bounty hunters today. And when you steal something from someone, you no longer, when you violate another person's rights, you no longer have the right to be left alone at that point. Uh, so if, if for instance, uh, the you know this criminal steals something or hurts somebody or whatever the issue is, does some harm to another person or their property, then the uh, if if they are somebody who is a, you know a, a dyed in the wool criminal and is a bad bad person and is not going to come to to arbitration voluntarily, then yeah, bring them in by force. But be careful and make sure you've got the right guy because if you make a mistake as a bounty hunter or a, a protection agency and you pull in the wrong guy and you've aggressed against uh you've you've essentially kidnapped at that point an innocent man then you become the aggressor and you become fully liable for a kidnapping instead of instead of the citizens of a given municipality having to pay it off when the cops do it wrong and when the cop right when the cops make a mistake and they get the wrong guy there's no punishment whatsoever there's no uh there's not little punishment for them for them it's very cops are very rarely punished personally for uh for making mistakes like that whereas the private uh agencies that would be protecting people and the bounty hunters and such will be fully liable for their actions of getting the wrong guy. Does that make sense? Well, when you say private agencies, so you're saying there won't be any government police. It'll all be private agencies that handle law enforcement? Someday in the wonderful future... This that, is Never Never Land for Ian. Yeah, this is... Well, I don't think it's Never Never Land. It's just a matter of getting the ideas okay, out maybe, there effectively. Maybe not Never Never. It's just... You know, it's just well, would you have to license these bounty hunters? I mean, who's going to be the enforcement to make sure the bounty hunters do the thing they're supposed to do correctly. Suppose they break into your house without, well, there won't be warrants because anybody can just break into your house if they want to. Can you, Who is going to be the ultimate enforcement of the Constitution, for that matter? Well, there, there, is, there wouldn't there, be a Constitution. There wouldn't be a Constitution. Oh, There'd be contracts between uh, you and, and uh, sort of protection agencies. But you can hire a protection agency to keep people away from your house today, can't you? Who protects me from the protection agency? Well, then you, there'd be the guy competition. Who Reputation. Protect, who protects you against Walmart? Target does. I mean, <laughs> Reputation would be a major factor here, and I think that's something you're leaving out. And competition does tend uh, you know, to, uh, to increase excellence and quality and service and products. Uh, and so what we're talking about here, and I understand it's hard to get your mind around. It took me a long time to do it. Uh, we're talking about... 
Protection Services, which is what the so-called law enforcement officers are supposed to be doing today, but they're really out just writing people tickets for a, a nonsense crap like speeding and, and drug possession. But uh, we're talking about bringing competition into the realm of justice and bringing competition into the realm of uh, protection services. How could that be a bad thing? Well, I mean, I'm in the construction business, and I, I'm at the, uh, the hammer end of it. And um, I know that their competition doesn't necessarily keep people honest because there's a lot of the best contractors out there that screw people all the time. And it doesn't seem to – there's enough people who want their services that it doesn't affect their business. Well, well it's I mean, not a free market. Right. And, and take a look. The uh, the licensing – how come – who's going to license these people? What about these contracts are getting licensed – these contractors are getting licensed from the state. Are you suggesting that the state is doing a poor job of keeping people uh, – keeping its citizens safe? No, I don't think they should have to license them at all. Well, they don't in New Hampshire, but um, that, that's the point I'm trying to make to you is we already have a messed up system. So, you know, Ian's stuff over here might be a little pie in the sky, and it's it's difficult to uh, to think about. But I don't think he thinks that this is going to occur in our lifetimes anyway. But there's not a lot of competition in the contracting fields in most places because they are licensed, and so therefore the marketplace is restricted by virtue of the fact that the government has licensed that particular industry. And so if you want to go and start your own construction agency, you'd have to jump through whatever the arbitrary hoops the government people have set up to protect the existing companies. Licensing isn't uh, there to protect the consumers. You pointed out these licensed contractors are screwing people over. So the licensing is there to protect the licensed contractors from upstarts like yourself who might want to start your own business. Well, if you think there's no competition in the contracting business, go ahead and try to get a job right now. There's too many contractors. I didn't say there was no competition. I said there's limited competition, and I thank you for the call. At 800-259-9231, it's a restricted marketplace because of licensing. 800-259-9231, that's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Bring up what you want. This is Free Talk Live. Are you moving to New Hampshire for the Free State Project? Maybe you are already here and need to find a place to call your own. Mark Warden, the Porcupine Realtor, will help you find the perfect property. Do you want a home with 50 acres of land? How about an income-producing building? Perhaps a cabin on a lake or a condo in an urban area? Invest in liberty and property. Contact Mark Warden, Porcupine Realtor. See his banner ad at freetalklive.com. Or visit porcupinerealtor.com. That's porcupinerealtor.com. This is Free Talk Live. It is the live Saturday edition of the show. You can take control of the airwaves. Just dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features for free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. And if you want to help support this program, there are ways to do that. One of them is by shopping with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. You just enter Amazon through that link, and Free Talk Live will get a portion of the proceeds. Uh, The portion of the sale price goes to Free Talk Live when you enter through amazon.freetalklive.com. So, for instance, I just bought a, a pair of extra pair of headphones for the studio here. And, man, they've got almost anything you want to buy at Amazon. They've even got a grocery section now. So, pretty much whatever it is you're looking for, whether it's new or used, in many cases, Amazon will have it. So, get your shopping done over at Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. Before we continue with your calls, just a little bit more on the idea. And I, I admit, it is a confusing, confusing idea. For me, it took... A little while to really begin to wrap my head around it, and I don't really know if I still completely understand it. 
because I don't know what the marketplace, what the free marketplace in this that we live in is not a free market. I don't know what the free marketplace will bring as far as protection services are concerned. Some people would suggest that uh, you would have this defense, uh, what is it, defense rights organization or DRO. I I don't remember what the R stands for, but uh, defense, you know, that you would have private agencies that would uh, that you would hire in order to provide you with uh, defense services or or maybe there would be volunteer groups or. or I think this is so much easier to explain, Ian, if you just talk about the ideas of panarchy. That's with a P. The idea is that governments don't necessarily need to be tied to land masses. At one point in, in his civilization, people believed that religions need to be uh, tied with land masses. And so if Quakers came into uh, to, uh, the Puritan lands, the Puritans would hang them and kill them. If, uh, you know, the uh, Christians went into Muslim lands, they'd get killed or vice versa or whatever. You couldn't, people couldn't imagine the ideas of religions being separated from land masses. Now people of religions live, uh, intermingle all over the United States. Why is it that people need to have governments tied to land masses? Why can't that's I That's the go- way it's always been. Right. Well, and, and that's the way religion had always been at the, up till the point, you know, the last couple of centuries. And so, you know, we've seen a change there. So if I go to say i'm from new hampshire i go to florida you know i know the laws in new hampshire they've been i understand them i know i don't have to wear a seatbelt if i'm an adult so my those those rules would be applied to me while i was in florida some people think that this could be chaos and it would but it would require um you know in the sense that you know there there'd be some kind of uh, the, the government's figuring it out meshing it together some governments would have disputes with the other with, with each other they have them today but it's th- chaos today where the government just does whatever the heck the they want to do the government has so many laws out there that you can't possibly read them in four lifetimes you're telling me that's not chaos that's absolute abject chaos when the government has written so many laws that you can't read them in four lifetimes that they can uh, that they, they can tell you to do any Anything they want, anytime, and take your money from you, that's chaos. What we need is a system of competition that requires governments to compete for people's attention. People's, uh, yeah, I just know, don't dollars. like the term government. I think government I has, certain, it has certain connotations to it, whereas a private protection agency Look, is something that is seems more ob- obvious that you hire them. In this case, you'd be talking about a government that you would hire, that you, you would, would opt into. Which, which government you want. Like, yeah. Much like you would choose an insurance company or something like that. And it's an, inter- it's an interesting way to explain Fire it. Fire insurance governs your behavior you're not allowed to set your own house on fire or at least expect to get paid when you do it so it's a governing uh the contract's a governing document but it's uh it's difficult to explain these ideas because they aren't the way things have always been right it's always been that there's always been a group of men and women calling themselves the government that make arbitrary rules for you to follow you to live your life by what they say or else there's a nice cold cage uh waiting for you and the idea you – know, there's so many people out there understand that competition is, uh, is a good thing, that competition brings uh, higher quality products and services to the marketplace. The, the guy earlier was talking about the, uh, the construction market. Can you imagine how crappy construction would be if there was only one company that offered it? They have that. Uh, they have that in union-run uh, towns. And uh, like New York City, we were talking to the guy who's uh, helping build the, the Mets stadium up there. He's, they couldn't get the ramps to meet, the, the – the, <laughs> Disabled ramps to meet. I mean, yeah, absolutely. You don't have competition. You have shoddy work. Right. And 
limited competition means yeah, you've got well, you, you, it could be better, right? If if the government's in there with its uh, with its licensing process, it limits the amount of people that can be in the marketplace, the amount of people that can enter the marketplace to offer that service, and that by uh, by nature will limit the uh, the amount of quality that one can possibly receive. I think in uh, in general, so just try to apply the ideas of competition and how it benefits people to the concept of protection services and to the concept of justice. If you agree with the statement that monopoly is a bad thing and that competition brings good things, then you would have to agree that, well, monopolies of justice and monopolies of protection are bad things. And there are all kinds of examples of just how bad they are. If you've ever been in the justice, so-called justice system, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And so what I'd recommend for people that want to learn more about this particular subject, because there's a lot of kind of ins and outs that we're not going to have the time uh, to get to on this program. But there's a great book that I read that I actually had to read. I had to read twice, really, before I could understand what this meant, this idea of bringing competition into uh, these areas that have been traditional monopolies. It's called The Market for Liberty, and I liked it so much I turned it into an audiobook. So you can go to book.freekeen.com. And you can download the audiobook version there. That's book.freekeen.com, and it's totally free. So it's a, it's a great book. It was written in the 19, early 1970s. And despite it obviously not being aware of the wonderful technology we have here today, it comes up with some really innovative ideas uh, as to how to transition from getting from this current one-size-fits-all government system to a system where, in which you can choose in which we actually have competition that can bring good things. So I hope that it, uh, that helps a little bit. 800-259-9231. It explains how market justice might work, how uh, market ar- you know arbitration or market protection uh, might work. And I say might because we don't know exactly how it would pan out because, well, it would be up to the people in search of profit. It would be up to the people that would be providing those services to come up with innovation that you and I, Mark, as talk show hosts, are not able to do. I mean, we can blab about things we've right. heard of as the far whole, as good ideas. The but- whole idea of the market places to increase uh, the you know the the ideas that are out there and the ideas that are best are the ones that are going to work for people and the idea that we sitting here on the talk show could come up with those best ideas are uh, it's ludicrous but i can tell you right now you can't come up with an alternative to policing you can't come up with an alternative to even though uh, like the guardian angels have tried to do some stuff like that but it's difficult to come up with uh, with alternatives to policing and judicials and building roads and all that stuff because the government is so ubiquitous and all Already taxes people for these services. Services. Let's go to your phone calls. David is listening in our very own Keene, New Hampshire. David, you're on Free Talk Live, listening to WKBK. Hello there. Greetings. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? This is um, you were talking about the different laws in the states. Um, did you guys were you aware that like in Vermont that you can pass a car, you know, like on a two lane highway, you can pass a car on a double yellow line. Huh. No, I didn't know that, no. Yeah, imagine that. So all the people in Vermont, they're thinking it's okay to pass cars on double yellow lines. And then once you leave the state, of course it's not. It's like, you know. You're not <laughs> yeah, allowed to big, do that. It's a big deal once you leave the state. So, you know, exactly. some states will- some states, uh, for instance, it's a it's not a big deal. If you live in California, you know it's not that big of a deal to have marijuana because people, you know, there's the medical marijuana is all over the place. But if you go someplace else, you wouldn't have any idea what the punishments can be in, say, Texas. I've got a story tonight about a guy that's facing ten years in prison for having a gram of marijuana in Alabama. It's crazy. A wow. gram? Yeah. I mean, that's nothing. That's yeah. a joint. 
So, wow. David, what else did you have on that's your mind outrageous. tonight? No, that's just, I mean, you just mentioned uh, anarchy or something, and to me, that's pretty crazy anarchy if somebody... No, that wasn't what he said. Mark, you used no, the term I mean... panarchy. Oh. Yeah, it's a, it's a funny term. Um, I, I don't like the word for it. But, pan meaning multiple, right? Yeah, pan meaning uh, uh, worldwide and, and multiple or whatever, something like that. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah. So there you go. So that's what it is. All right, well, yeah. Thanks, and David. I just thought the double yellow line was nuts. Thanks for the call. Appreciate hearing <laughs> from you. Let's talk to Brad listening I'm not use that term anymore. to WKCT in Bowling Green. Brad, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, how you doing, man? Just great. What's on your mind tonight, Brad? I've been doing a lot of research on this New World Order and the conspiracies that are going on in the government. I want to know how long would it be before we could get our own political movement rebelling against the government? I don't know exactly what you mean by that question. Um, I just wanted to try to get the fight up against the conspiracy a little bit more and get people more aware of what's really going on out here. The fight against people? the conspiracy? Against the conspiracy is going on in America right now within our government. Okay, I want to explore this idea a little further with you, if you don't mind, because uh, we can't do it in 20 seconds. So hang on. 800-259-9231. He used that conspiracy theory buzzword, uh, the New World Order, and I am not a subscriber. Uh, so we will talk uh, about that here in a little bit. 800-259-9231. I need to call my Bilderberger masters to make sure that I uh, get this right here. The Illuminati uh, the doesn't like when we talk about this. Yeah, we've got we've to make sure we uh, we touch base with them. Uh, 800-259-9231. got to make sure we get our check this month. Mark. The Trilateral Commission's late on their check. Hour two's coming up. Free talk live. Hello, my friends. My name is Maka. I'm here to tell you about a wonderful new podcast that I've heard recently. It's called Verbal Surgery. And let me tell you, the verbal surgeon is in that fellow Tim Cummins. He's clever. He can make you laugh sometimes. Sometimes he'll make you want to cry. You'll want to be a better person. This podcast has changed my life. It's a miracle of broadcasting, I'm telling you. You must listen to it. Verbalsurgery.com. That's the one. is Free Talk Live. It is the live Saturday edition of the program, and we are launching into the second hour of the show. Tonight, it's Ian and Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. You will find the features on the site are free. Main feature allows you, the listener, to control the content of the site. You actually submit things you find online that you think are pretty neat. They want to share with our listeners. You submit them to the site. Other listeners then vote on them, and they uh, will vote as to whether they like or dislike it. The most liked will make it to the front page and the top of the website at freetalklive.com. So head on over there and get interactive. Uh, last hour, we just at the very end of the hour took a call from Brad listening to WKCT in Bowling Green. And Brad, are you still there? Yes, I'm here. Now, for our listeners just tuning in, can you recap uh, what your purpose was in calling tonight? Uh, I just wanted to spread some light on the government conspiracy and the Illuminati things that are going on, and I see every day in the news, and I want to know what we can do to, to inform people more and stand up against it, because I'm tired of it. To stand up against the government? Stand up against the government and the things that they're planning to do, the Illuminati, all this conspiracy is going down. The people need to just stand up and make a stand. Now, I'm all in favor of standing up for freedom and your rights. I just start to, I think you start to go off the rails when you start bringing in a conspiracy theory into the mix, like the Illuminati and stuff like that. I think it just pretty much kills whatever credibility you uh, you might have. 
Uh, I don't know. Just I, I think this stuff is pretty real from the research I've been doing. I, I don't just listen to people. I, I go and do my own research mm. on topics, and I decide myself. And the stuff that I've been finding out, I, I think it's pretty real. Okay. Well, I'm not going to deny that, uh, you know, there are people that uh, might meet secretly to plan world domination. I mean, they might exist. Uh, I think those people meet out in the open to plan world dominations, from what I can tell. Yeah, they're called the UN, uh, for instance. Uh, but anyway, or the, the federal government. But I, I think yeah. that you've got plenty of examples out there of the government people doing horrible things to folks uh, that you don't need to go beyond and get into a conspiracy theory about it. The government is aggressing against peaceful people wholesale. It's a monopoly of violence. And does it matter whether or not there's some puppet master behind the scenes pulling the strings? I don't really uh, no, think it, it does. No, it really doesn't. You, you made a good point there. <laughs> yeah. It really doesn't. So you have to remember <laughs> how that... how do we stop it, though? Well, that's a good question. I'm going to get to that. Uh, I'll get to that point here in a moment. So you have to remember that when you're approaching people with uh, an idea about standing up for your for oneself, there's no need to clutter it with uh, with anything else. There's no need to uh, you know to couch it in uh, con- in the conspiracy land when there's so okay. much that is so crystal clear about how they hurt people on a regular basis. I mean, we were talking about the war on drugs last hour. 1.5 million people arrested last year for that, just for mostly possession cases. I mean, they're, the government people are ruining people's lives and even if you believe that there is a you know some sort of evil cabal that's uh, secretly behind the scenes controlling things then uh, it won't matter certainly you would uh, you'd have to agree that the the elections process certainly isn't going to change it i mean if voting changed anything uh, significant at the federal uh, level it, it would be illegal so to answer your question as to what to do because you're certainly perceiving the damage they're doing you certainly are aware that uh, they are hurting people and you're frustrated by that and you want you want something to be done you want to stand up but you're not quite sure what that means right Yes, sir. Mark, what what would your answer be? Uh, my answer would be to to pick up and move for the Free State Project if you, you in fact do believe um, in the ideas of liberty. I mean, I I, I would have to. It is very frustrating, and uh, you know, we voting libertarian doesn't do it. And I, you know, that, that's to me the only only real solution. Yep, that's. Uh, uh, go ahead. What was that you said? What I need to do. Well, first what I first what I'd recommend is boning up a little bit on your knowledge uh, in regards to liberty, not so much okay. researching the Illuminati because that's like this endless rabbit hole. The conspiracy theory world is this crazy rabbit hole that just gets more and more wild and uh, unbelievable as you go deeper and deeper into it. I uh, just noticed that. Whereas, yeah, exactly, and uh, I mean, you know, you end up getting to the point where there's people out there that believe that you know the the politics Politicians are actually lizard men from another uh, yeah. planet. You know, we are definitely right. not allowed to reveal that fact. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah. So, what I would recommend is that you learn more about liberty and the ideas of freedom and and the principles uh, that are behind it, the philosophy of liberty. And there are different ways that uh, that one can do that. I already recommended book.freekeen.com. There are a handful of books there. One of them is Healing Our World. Uh, it's available in uh, it's available in PDF and ebook form and Dr. Mary Ruart, I think I can announce this. Dr. Mary Ruart, the author of Healing Our World, which is one of my favorite books about liberty. And Mark, you haven't read it yet, have you? Which one? Healing? 
Have you healing read our healing? world, yes. You've read that. Okay, good. I, I met somebody recently who I was shocked that had not read uh, Healing Our World. Anyway, she told me, I was uh, emailing her recently, and she told me that there is actually an audiobook version of Healing Our World that has never been released. Somebody recorded it for her a, a while back, and so she's sending me the audio of, uh, of Healing Our World, and we're going to get, a, I think, a world exclusive on uh, releasing that. Oh, cool. So that's pretty exciting. I'm, I'm hoping it's, it's good. But yeah, you can go and get those books and then learn more about freedom, and then once you understand what it really means, to be free and you because uh, it sounds like you you get some of it then that's when it's a good time to make the move to new hampshire as part of the free state project and i'd recommend you go to freestateproject.org to learn more about that which is uh, basically a project that encourages liberty-minded people to get together in the same place because one of the problems that uh, was really frustrating to me uh, in the past was that uh, one of the one of the most frustrating things to me living down in florida was that i loved liberty and there were a handful of other folks that loved it too but not quite as much and they you know they weren't really doing that much about it and i felt like i felt like there wasn't really much hope and yeah and then when i got together with other people that believe in freedom here in new hampshire as i moved up here four years ago uh i found that hope and i think that it's the most exciting thing that i've ever done and i'm so glad to be a part of it and i'm so excited about who's coming still we've still we've only a few hundred people have made the move so far here to new hampshire thousands over 10,000 have pledged to make the move in fact there was the first 1,000 uh plan that encouraged the first 1,000 folks to get here and we're getting we're closing in on that 1,000 number here it's likely they're already here they just haven't uh, revealed their presence possibly uh but now there's also the next 1,000 program right mark that's right if uh, you want to sign up for the next 1,000, you just go – first, you have to sign up at freestateproject.org. And if you want to sign up for the next 1,000, just go to pledgebank.com slash next 1,000. But really, it can't happen soon enough. I mean, the more people we can get to move, the better. The more people that can move, the more influential uh, the ideas of liberty will become up here in New Hampshire, which is already probably the freest state of the, of the 50s. So we've got a good starting point, but there's a lot of work to be done. It's not going to be a cakewalk or walk in the park or anything like that. And I hope we've given you some – ideas have we yes sir I'm thanks gonna go research it tonight I thanks will do my research tonight i appreciate it and this is uh, research worth doing and i thank you for the call tonight at 800-259-9231 that is the SACL cai toll free line you can bring up whatever's on your mind now i know that uh, some people will argue that well we need to get the conspiracy theories out there because it brings people into the liberty movement and certainly it's a true statement right that some people have been brought into the liberty movement by Coming into I don't find them convincing world. I I don't, I don't even know that I believe some of them. I, I mean, you some know, of the people, some that claim of the conspiracy that... theories out there. Many of them, most of them, I I just I just find to be so outlandish. Oh, I just sure. can't go for them. I'm just I'm just saying that you get you know for credit where credit's due. Some people were brought yes, into the movement yes, because of yes. it. I just think it's not the best way to do it. I think it's uh, in fact probably one. I of think the it most, alienates people. Yeah, I think it's one of the most inefficient ways to do it because of the the absurdities of many of those theories. And the fact is, you you just can't prove them. If you could prove them, they wouldn't be uh, conspiracy, conspiracy theories. theories anymore, really. So and even the ones you can prove, people don't seem to care. I mean, you know, there's been evidence come out on the uh, John F. John F. Kennedy, uh, Kennedy sure. assassination sure. that uh, you know maybe that was planned by the CIA or something. I don't even remember. And how's it changed anything? Yeah, I mean, is is life dramatically different? Nobody seems to care. Everybody's like, oh yeah, yeah, that happened. Something CIA mafia. Yeah, everybody Cubans, knows the government's whatever. corrupt. Everybody knows the government is evil and it hurts people. So what more do you need to prove? They prove that every single day out in the open, out in the, the, the news media. You can see story after story about it. So we continue with your calls, 800-259-9231. You can take control of the airwaves. Also, coming up uh, still, 
if we get a chance, I'm going to tell you something out of uh, that's happening out of Helena, Montana. And it's pretty disturbing. It's about what the uh, the state Republican Party wants to do up there. They want to make something illegal that really is none of their damn business. And uh, we'll come back, discuss that if we get a chance. But your calls are the primary element, so you dial in toll-free and bring up anything. 800-259-9231. It is the live Saturday edition of Free Talk Live. 1-800-259-9231. Notorious space pirate Phoebus Crumb had retired to a frontier world, only to see it destroyed by raiders. Now, Crumb is given a new ship, a new crew, and a dangerous new mission. Infiltrate deep within enemy territory and destroy a deadly dreadnought that threatens the balance of galactic power. Follow the illustrated adventures of L. Neal Smith's Phoebus Crumb online now at BigHeadPress.com slash PK. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free. Bring up whatever's on your mind, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com. We'll give you the features on the site for free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com, and those features include our bulletin board system you can go and get interactive with other free talk live listeners over at bbs.freetalklive.com if you've ever considered taking your case to court without an attorney jurisdictionary.com is a course uh, for you it's for people without a lawyer who must know what to do what it takes to win and for people with lawyers who want to minimize legal fees and maximize uh, winning by knowing what should be done by their attorney it works for plaintiffs or defendants it costs less than an hour with any good attorney and it costs, and it's so easy. The average eighth grader can go through the the complete four CD course in a single weekend. You can get it at jurisdictionary.com. It was written by a doctorate of jurisprudence, and the idea is to bring public legal education to America because people don't know anything about ju- the judicial system. Jurisdictionary.com intends to change that. All right, eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Continuing to take your phone calls about what you want. Let's go to. I believe we've got Derek listening in Charleston to WSC-FM. Hello, Derek. Yeah, hey, guys. How are you? Hey, great. What's on your mind tonight? Um, I'm trying to, I've spent some time researching the Free State Project. Mm-hmm, sure. Um, and I'm still a little fuzzy on what the exact purpose is of the Free State Project. All right. The truth. What is, they, your, they, what is your understanding and what are you fuzzy, exactly are you fuzzy about? Well, generally, I guess, you know, the, the goal is to create liberty, right? Um, get back personal rights, freedoms, things like that for individuals. Sure. Um, but 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 big picture. I mean, what are they exactly? Are they trying to create a brand new culture that's never specifically existed, or trying to bring America back to what it should be or used to be? Well, I don't think anybody's trying to go back uh, to well, anything. I think that there are people that would call themselves conservatives that would want to go back to something. I think that, in fact, what people, what conservatives are talking about going back to never existed at all anywhere in the world. Um, you know, this this idea of a, a functioning and efficient government that uh, that serves the people and, and doesn't, uh, and, 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 you know, it's really for the people, it's not for the rich guys out there and uh, to limit competition and all that other stuff, when, in fact, government has been that all along. Uh, 
Uh, just ask the people who have been under the thumb of it. But the idea of the Free State Project is to limit the uh, the use of government for s- simply areas of protecting property, uh, life, and not quite accurate. The Free State Project is really just a concept to bring liberty-minded people to New Hampshire that doesn't specify what they should do when they get here. It says the, the pledge statement of says intent that you will work. The statement of intent says something. I'm not reading it exactly, but it says something to the effect of "I pledge that I will do, you know, perform my maximum effort toward achieving a society in which the maximum role of government is the protection of life, liberty, and property." So, within a statement like that, you've got a wide variety of people that can fit into it. You've got the the kind of the mini uh, mini government people, the mini minarchists, if you will, that believe in the the very smallest uh, government, uh, but still believe in the government. Uh, well, uh, even minarchist is a probably better word for him, but. You You've got those folks, and then you've got people like me that uh, don't believe in any coercion whatsoever, and you're a, you know you would qualify as a voluntarist or a consensualist, for instance. Uh, so you've you've got a range there. So to, to answer your question, is the Free State Project only exists as uh, a way to encourage liberty-minded people to make the move to New Hampshire? And so the ultimate goal is to create a society that's never actually existed, a brand new type of society, not restore like old New Hampshire or, or the way you know it was, say in the you know mid-1700s or something like that. Well, I'd say in um, that New Hampshire, being the freest state in, um, in the United States, and, and honestly, 15 years ago, even more so, before they, uh, you know, the liberals got in control of the, of the House um, and passed a whole bunch of stuff and put a, put a lot of government spending in there. So I think that it, it's closer to returning New Hampshire to what New Hampshire was, but, you know, there's... Depends who you ask, uh, because again, there is no but, I mean, goal. I mean, we have a constitution in the United States. I mean, do you guys agree with that constitution? We, d- we, we have, don't we, have we a constitution. constitution. We don't have the constitution. The United States government has a constitution, and they don't seem right. to care much about it. But but do you agree with the constitution? Or do you I think used we to be. Just rip it up? You know what? I used to be one of those constitutional. I used to be one of those constitutional guys. Like I even you know re- I've read a book about the constitution. Was really into you know the ideas that were presented there, and I think there were some good ideas uh, in the constitution certainly. But uh, I they think wrote that- themselves in a loophole. I mean, the fact is uh, that the constitution says that the uh, the Supreme Court has appellate jurisdiction, which means the Supreme Court gets to decide um, how all every single law is is applied, and that means that what you read in the constitution, what I read in the constitution, doesn't isn't what the Constitution says. The Constitution says what the people in the Supreme Court say the Constitution says. I recommend well, Lysander... You know, my opinion, my, I mean, my personal opinion in the Constitution is that, you know, America, in the, in the mid-1600s, you know, especially in places like Rhode Island, New Hampshire, um, you know, there was real liberty there and real freedom. People understood other people's rights, and even on topics like slavery and things like that. By the mid-1700s, it has started to slip, and they wrote this Constitution that we all kind of praise now, and it is the greatest thing ever written, you know, as far as governments go, ever in the world. Um, you know, That's like saying really, you've got the best really, cancer. It really, it really took away a lot of the rights. Sure. In the country. Well, anyway, it, it, um, it, well, first of all, the, the people that it, supported the Articles of Confederation would say, in fact, that was the best document. And, uh, you right, know, there's right. and the declaration, I mean, the Declaration of Independence. I mean, the rights are right in the first sentence. Are yeah, spelled it's, out. it's sure, a rhetorical the, document. The Declaration yes. of Independence is a you know, very beautiful uh, sounding document, no doubt about it. But as Lysander Spooner put it in his essays, No Treason, uh, he points out that the Constitution has either authorized the tyranny we are currently experiencing or has been powerless to. To prevent it. So I, for one, have no use whatsoever for the concept at all of a federal government. Uh, the New Hampshire Constitution is, is, you know, a fine document. In fact, the New Hampshire Constitution in many
many ways is superior to the uh, the, the U.S. Constitution. There actually is a, a right to revolution built into the, the New Hampshire Constitution. Not that it'll do you any good either. I mean, they don't pay attention to the New Hampshire Constitution, just like the U.S. government doesn't pay attention to the U.S. Constitution. Remember, constitutions, and you probably already know this, but for those that don't, constitutions do not grant rights. You have rights as uh, being a human being. What a constitution is supposed to be is a document that is a set of rules for governments to follow. So the governments are supposed to outline, you know, the rights that they will respect and so on and so forth. But as, as we all know, the, you know they, where do they, those they rights care. come from? You just said we have rights as human beings. Where do those rights come from? Those rights come from self ownership. Um, they, they, you own your body. No one else owns it. No one else can move it. No one else can make it dance around and do the lumbata. So that means that you well, own you that. Know, our, 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 our constitution, the state constitution of New Hampshire, Declaration of Independence, all clearly say that those rights were given to us by God. Well, uh, so if, that's a foundational principle for our country. You can real liberty. You can choose to believe. Well, what about atheists? Do they not get rights? Well, they're still given those rights, whether they whether they understand it or not. You know, you know, a a Christian. There's been lots of societies like you're talking about. You know, Aristotle. You know, preached us such a society. Woodstock. Um, you know, Haight Ashbury. Those were societies like I think you that like I think you would like. What I'm not sure what about? you're talking about. Well, Haight Ashbury. You know, Woodstock. Places like that. There was no government. There was everyone had a right to do what they wanted to do. And kind of preach the same concept that you're teaching, that those rights are just ours. Rights are an idea. Uh, Rights are an idea that are, it's a good idea, and people should share in that idea. And just in the same way that property is an idea, and it's a good idea, and these are ideas that help mankind uh, interact with one another. And one thing you can agree, we can agree on is that government doesn't give a flip about your rights. It, uh, it does not respect your rights. It doesn't respect you as a sovereign individual, and something needs to be done, and that's why the Free State Project exists. And I thank you for the call and the thoughts tonight. More coming up. Free Talk Live. American patriots, would you like to spend a day or two with other freedom-loving Americans? Learn rifle marksmanship while hearing the real story behind the American Revolution? If you said yes, then the Appleseed program is for you. Part shooting school, part oral history lesson, Appleseed has trained thousands of Americans nationwide. And with hundreds of shoots scheduled this year, you can be sure there's one near you. For more information, go to AppleseedInfo.org. That's AppleseedInfo.org. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves. Dial in toll-free. Bring up whatever you want. 800-259-9231. That number brought to you by SACL CAI. It's 800-259-9231. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site for free. So enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. And features include stuff like our wiki with over 2,000 pages created by listeners like you. W-I-K-I wiki dot freetalklive.com. You can go over there and get interactive. Let's go to the phones and the fun. Whiskey's listening to WGIR in Bedford. Whiskey's gone. Okay, then. 800-259-9231. Let's continue instead with Bob listening in Tallahassee to WFLA-FM. Hello, Bob. Hey, how you doing? Hey, just great, Bob. What's on your mind tonight? I have some questions about individual sovereignty. Uh, yes, sir. Basically, with the whole conversation going on tonight, uh, conspiracy theories and the uh, the liberty uh, movement. You know, I did some studying myself, talked to a couple of friends who used it to get out of tickets and whatnot, a court, a few lawyers. Uh, matter of fact, I had a, a, a court case myself, and I 
tried to use it, and the lawyer really just discouraged it. Uh, I have some questions of this. What some practical uses for this, uh, I guess, using and getting information about uh, individual sovereignty and how, yeah, really use it without being, I guess, victims, you know, because uh, in the videos and things I researched, they always talk about, well, you know, you can try to use it, got to use uh, discretion because if the judge doesn't like you, they can pretty much just, hey, they ignore what you're saying and Lock you on up, or sure, sure. I actually have some personal experience. Way. I actually have some personal experience with this. I've tried some of this uh, these magic words myself. The idea that you're proposing, that you're suggesting here for our listeners that uh, are unaware, uh, this is that uh, you are a sovereign individual, and that if you didn't consent to this government system, then they shouldn't be able to foist it upon you if you haven't harmed anybody else. And so there are all these practitioners out there that have their plans as to what you should say or do. If you get into some sort of a courtroom situation, they have these magic words that if you utter these words, you know, you'll be, they'll release you from the courtroom. And it's just, there's not really much evidence that there's any truth to any of their claims. I've tried some of the uh, the approaches, and of course, inevitably, if you try one of their approaches and it doesn't work, as it probably won't, they'll always come back and say, well, you didn't say it this way. You should have said this word here or this, you know, phrase over here, and you didn't invoke the, you know, the correct uh, terminology and so, so on and so forth. I think that the idea makes sense. The idea makes sense. In fact, if you look at the, uh, the New Hampshire Constitution, right there in the very first Article 1 of the Bill of Rights, it says that government of, uh, all government is of good is by consent. So the suggestion there is that one should must consent in order to have a, a good government. I guess the, maybe they're just admitting they're bad government because they're, they're not operating by consent, obviously. And so I've tried to tell them that I don't consent, and I've told them that many a times. And you know, I, I don't consent to, uh, to your jurisdiction, etc., and so on. And I've tried challenging that stuff. And you know, it's like you said, if the judge uh, wants to put you in a, in a cage, he's going to do that and he's got this magical power called uh, contempt of court that if you say something he doesn't like or look at him funny or in my case not sit down fast enough and give you a life sentence uh, yeah they can put you in uh, in a cage for pretty much as long as they want to uh, without any sort of trial or anything like that, as long as the judge waves his arm and speaks the speaks his magic words, the men in coats calling themselves bailiffs will come put you in handcuffs, take you to the sheriffs, and they'll take you to a cage so yeah, there's no real way to um, to speak yourself out of this, these situations that I can tell. And if there was, then somebody could post a video of it working, and then they, you know, then other people could duplicate that. But it doesn't really tend to happen. So I think the only real solution is to get together with other like-minded people and uh, and make a stand together and refuse to obey and non-cooperate as much as possible with these criminals. Okay, and. Uh... Cause I, I, you know, I, a few guys I've known had it work, but my real question is, uh, I guess, along with that, uh, they talk about this whole thing with the fair government and the birth certificates and you know, basically giving ownership, and that's how they can establish such power over you. And, you know, I had a few guys talk about you got to um, get dual citizenship or relinquish, relinquish your citizenship in order to have real power because once well you, you don't uh, have you don't have citizenship in the first place and all of this is very you prisons know, intriguing. are full of people from uh, you have dual citizenship and and citizenship in other countries so I mean that doesn't 
Yeah, all of this is typically, the things you're talking about are typically pervaded by people that want to sell something to you. Oh, well, if you pay me hundreds of dollars, I will give you my CD-ROM packed full of documents on it that you can research through and learn how to extract yourself from the system. Just fill out the right forms in the right way and file them with the right government agencies and voila, you will be released from all of the government rules and, uh, and regulations that they would try to uh, to, for- to force upon you. When in fact the government government is an agency of, of, of you know, it's it's a monopoly agency of violence. And ask, they don't follow their own Barack rules. Ask Barack Obama, the quotes on the internet. Yeah. Um, they don't know. follow their own rules. So, you know, even if you could, even if these forms were real and they did make some sort of a difference, it wouldn't matter anyway because they aren't, they're not following their own rules. So all of that stuff, it seems to me, and I've looked at it too, dude. I've, I've read through this stuff. I have, I've dug deep into it and it just, it just seems like a bunch of poppycock that is designed to get people to waste their time and and send money away to these hucksters that are going to take the money and run because you know they've got no obligation to uh, provide you with any sort of support or or anything like that. They, these people are just trying to milk folks that are gullible into uh, to you know taking hundreds of dollars from them, and then those gullible people take these questionable tactics into courtrooms. They lose and they end up going to jail. So basically, Mike is right, like I was taught when I was young. No, Whoever Mike is not right. Well, is gonna indi- no. Individually, well, I guess, as a whole, be right. And that's who enforces what's, what's going on. Well, no, Mike is not right. That's not what I'm say- saying at all here. I'm saying that uh, numbers are important. And I think that uh, if you have a number of people who are willing to no longer go along with the government scam anymore, who are no longer willing to pay a fine when they are issued a fine or you're found guilty or something like that, if you're uh, not willing to take a plea bargain and you want to clog the court system and go to trial, uh, there are tactics that can be used that can make things very difficult for these government people, for these aggressors. It can make them very difficult for them, but used on air, used by yourself. These tactics of non-cooperation will be very, very pointless. Uh, you have to be together with other people that are of a like mindset in order to, to make a difference. I've been in courtrooms uh, here in New Hampshire with people, with a, a couple dozen people who have refused to stand for uh, the, the so-called judge as he comes into the room. I never would have considered doing something like that down in Florida. Uh, I would have been too scared to do something like that. So I'm not talking about might. I'm just talking about numbers and non-cooperation. Gotcha. Civil disobedience. Absolutely. But civil disobedience doesn't do anything if it's just little old you. You've got to be together with other people that are willing to also make yeah, that same Yeah, you just know the arrest statistic then. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. Got to gotta have a group. So yeah, while you're the doing... Numbers, the more while you have who are in the same mindset... So, Bob, while you're, you're while you're busy doing research, uh, take a moment to research the Free State Project at freestateproject.org because that's the group that I am so proud to uh, to be involved with. And it's, uh, it's, a, it's a group full of liberty-minded people that have made the move to New Hampshire in order to make a stand for liberty. And I thank you for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. Brett is in Indiana on the Amp Lines. Hello, Brett. Hey, guys. I've got a uh, kind of a property rights question for you guys. Sure. Um... Well, lately here in Indiana and I guess in parts of Kentucky, we haven't got a whole lot of rain in the last, like, four or five weeks. And with all the dry grass, the governments around here, I think it's like, I don't know if it's the state governments. I'm pretty sure that's probably what it is. But they've decided to kind of put a ban on uh, burning stuff on your property because the grass is so dry and it's been real windy. Mm -hmm. And 
I guess, you know, the way I look at it is, you know, if you own your property, you know, shouldn't you be able to have the right to burn burn something on your property as long as you want, as long as it's not, you know, going, as long as it doesn't get out of control and go across the property line to somebody else's property and cause damage to them or their property or... Well, I'll field that for you um, if you'd like. I'm the I, I'm actually a volunteer firefighter at in in my town. And what makes uh, like yes, it, it's your right to gamble um, that you don't uh, that that, that it, the fire doesn't get out of hand. But you don't really have the capacity to uh, to do so. So probably taking the advice of the people who are um, you know giving out the burn permits is a good idea. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. Uh, I'm not sure if Brett had a response to that, so uh, hang on, Brett. More coming up. You take control. This is Free Talk Live. This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Carnation Breakfast Essentials, helping your family get off to a nutritious start every day. Mornings can be chaotic, but a little advance work will take the pressure off. The night before, organize backpacks and put them at the door, along with anything else that your kids need for the day. Set a timer for five minutes before departure to give everyone a chance to mobilize, and off you go. For more tips like these, visit us at parenthood.com slash yourfamilytoday. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves. Just dial in, toll-free, bring up anything, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Hey, if you enjoy this program and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can join the Free Talk Live AMP program. Go to amp.freetalklive.com to get signed up and get on board. By the way, there's a bug right now, a really nasty bug on our AMP page that is making it so you have to be logged into our website in order for the AMP page to even show you anything. So I apologize for the inconvenience there. We're working on to, on getting that worked out. Do bear with us. Uh, but in the meantime, if you are logged in, the AMP page will work for you. So go to amp.freetalklive.com after you've logged into the site at this point. We'll let you know when that changes. Uh, and you can get signed up to become a Free Talk Live amplifier and get perks like access to the AMP-only call-in lines, the AMP-only forum, as well as the podcast. And your three bucks a month will be reinvested into the show to get us on more radio stations around the country, bring more internet listeners on board and expose new people to the ideas of freedom so amp.freetalklive.com we've got brett with us uh, in indiana and you'd asked a question about property rights and burning something on one's property as long as one is cautious about uh the the i guess the fire would that be appropriate was your question brett uh yeah well yeah since we're kind of in a in a drought around here in this part of the country you know they've the i guess it's the fire marshals and stuff in different counties are, you know, they're putting bands out so you can't burn stuff on your property because they're afraid, you know, just the wind and all the dry grass and stuff, you know, could cause fires to spread and get out of control, sure. pretty, you know, a lot easier. Well, very well could. I think that if you were going to be uh, burning something and, and you're downwind from a neighbor's property or that they're downwind from you, rather, and a, a, a spark gets over there and sets something ablaze, then you're fully liable for right. it. Right. And, and with uh, complete liberty comes complete responsibility. So if you didn't, if uh, you know, you'd be responsible to your insurance company who likely uh, you would be violating whatever rules uh, your insurance company had in a, in a world of complete liberty because you would be burning on a, a day that would be a bad day to burn because whatever agency would give that advice uh you'd be you'd be going contrary to that and so i'm sure your insurance company would have a would have a stake in that so you 
your policy may not pay, and then you'd have to pay. You know, in in this world of complete liberty, you'd have to come up with a two hundred thousand dollars for your pay, uh, for your neighbor's home, plus you know, say another twenty five thousand for your uh, uh, negligence, and you know, give them that uh, that money, and it might be payable on demand, which means that you may may very well have to uh, dip into some kind of savings that you probably don't have, and it's a lot of money sell for yourself a into indenture yeah. in order to pay it off and uh, work that off for several years. So, not a good idea to burn when uh, when when the advice is to to not burn. Yeah, I agree with that and everything, you know, but I could, you know, in, I didn't think about taking an argument that way, but, you know, I was talking to people about it, you know, and I, you know, every time I usually talk about a subject, I usually just, I guess, you know, maybe right or wrong, I just go like straight to how, you know, it would be handled if, there, if it was all like voluntary society. Sure. You know, I was just saying, you know, if you have the right, you know, most people, you know, when they burn stuff on their property, most people, like at least in a city, at least that I know of, you know, they usually keep it in a fire pit, you know, where it's easily containable. They're not just going to be like burning their grass in city. It's usually you sure, know, but you could still have a, a, a you know spark fly out of a fire pit, couldn't you? Over into yeah, yeah uh, fire pits. Yeah, there, you there's, could. There's mm-hmm. different things you can do with fire pits, and I mean, you're you're lessening your da- uh, your chances of, of something going sure. terribly awry. Um, you know, by having you know screens over them sometimes and all kinds of different things. If you've got it in a fire pit, you know the it, sparks traveling and ca- causing fires not nearly as big of an issue as a fire getting just sort of blown out of control. Sure, no doubt about it. Hey, Brent, thank you for the call. Appreciate it. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Let's go, ladies first. To Rachel, listening in Albuquerque to Kiva. Hello, Rachel. Hey, how are you doing? Just great. What's on your mind uh, tonight? Uh, I had asked the gentleman whom I, uh, with whom I spoke. I think his name was Mark. Uh, did he have a, a another number that I could get offline where I could contact some of you people uh, after the show? Who are you looking to get in touch with? Uh, you know, I need a name because all I uh, know uh, are the people I hear on the radio, and I listen to you every Saturday. Okay, I'm not sure what your intentions are. Like, what who are you? What are you trying okay. to contact? What's your purpose? My purpose is that. Um, some friends of mine and uh, I are trying to start a grassroots project that's separate from corporate funding, and we are trying to do it through membership and through book sales. What we want to do is have a populist candidate uh, that is not a part of the elitist community that we now call the government. Okay, so you're wanting to start your own grassroots uh, political organization and field uh, field a uh, political candidate for an election. Correct. I, I don't think there's don't, much we, we can do to help you. We're just we're just talk show hosts. I understand that. Okay, but um, uh, you know where I could maybe speak to you in terms of maybe doing a uh, a book review or interview or something like that. Well, we're always happy to uh to you know sell you advertising if that's what you're looking to do. You can email mark at freetalklive.com and and he'll be happy to help you uh with something like that. But as far as your grassroots organizing is concerned, you know, I I wish you the best of luck. I I tend to think that the political system is is very set against uh third parties I think and it, I alternatives. think it takes people trying all kinds of things. Sure, but we this has been that, tried, Mark. The, um, the, the, the main problem I have with uh, such as the Teabag Party, <laughs> uh, I guess you can call it a party these days, is that they kind of um, veer away from diversity, mm-hmm. and we believe that all Americans ought to have, um, you know, access to running for office sure. or, or whatever without being tainted sure. by the powers that be. Have you ever have you ever been involved in third party politics before? It doesn't sound like it, right? 
Yes, I have. have. I was with the Green Party. Oh, okay. okay. So you know, you have some idea of how difficult this road is, right? I mean, this is this is not an easy task that you've uh, you've right. Getting ready it may not for. even be successful, but but it's nothing wrong. No, no, not no, at all. no, no. We're, all. Just, we're not trying to make it seem like we think it's I've wrong. I've done it. I've uh, I've been involved in the Libertarian Party for uh, for many years. I no longer am. I've uh, since rejected them, and uh, and that is an option. But uh, but I, I wish you the best of luck. I, what I'd do is to get in touch uh, with the folks there in New Mexico. You're calling from Albuquerque, so you know, get in touch with the New Mexican Department of Elections or whatever they are, and figure out exactly what the requirements are to field a third party candidate, and you know, then get people together and see if you can somehow accomplish that. I, I imagine the regulations are onerous, difficult, and a pain in the booty. Thank you for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. They do not want you to field anybody no. for an election besides Republicans it's or Democrats. It's so difficult to put a third-party candidate on the ballot and uh, you know, even more difficult for them to have any kind of success. It's happened but it's rare, and uh, yeah, you know, it's it's a tough road to hoe. That's a, that's that's all. I yeah, mean, it, it sounds like she knows what she's talking about, and I wish her luck. And if she n- well, needs to get a hold of me for some reason, marketfreetalklive.com. dot com. There you there you go. Um, it, yeah, the, the the whole system is designed against that as a possibility. It is likely going to be very frustrating. I mean, the existing parties, the existing third parties, the Green Party, the Libertarians, uh, whoever else might be out there. Uh, the existing third parties have been around for a long time. They know the they know the hoops. They know how to jump through them, but they have a difficult time doing it. Well, yeah. that's because they make it the harder every every decade. It just gets harder and harder. I'm just saying those guys have been around. They know how to do it, and it's difficult for them. Yeah. Just think of how difficult it's going to be for you to start something new, to start your own brand new party, to field you know a candidate in a party that has not existed heretofore. That's going to be even more difficult. Yeah. So I'm not saying it's impossible, but it's darn near close. It might be better. It might be a better route to go through one of the existing parties and uh, you know get involved in that apparatus. Not to say it's easier or efficient. She was involved in the Green Party. We didn't. We didn't get to ask her why she's not anymore. But because whenever you get involved in an existing party, then you've got the existing party bureaucracy that you've got to deal with. As what far I think is more interesting is that she didn't feel like she was welcome in the Tea Party because uh, it sounded. It sounded like what she was talking about was race, and you know I'm I'm going to go out on a limb and say that was a black lady who's calling, mm-hmm. and it, it's you know I I I would imagine that most of the the tea parties would say welcome please come in, but uh, you know is well there's the there's what they say and then there's how they behave right yeah. there's 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 the public there's the public uh, spin on well we're all inclusive look there's some black people over there. Uh, and then there's the way that the uh, the members of the Tea Party will actually act towards people who are not of the same skin yeah, I color. Don't, I don't know. I, mean, I don't I either. I don't go to them. So I, 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 I haven't. You know, I've I've been to a couple of the one of the uh, the little events that they had. I didn't. You know, it's New Hampshire. There weren't very many people of color around. I can tell you that. Uh, yeah, you're right, Mark. I did go to one of them myself, and I certainly felt that they weren't very friendly toward Hispanics. Well, it's, uh, there's the, always the immigration issue. Yeah. It's the it's the rule of law. We can't just let anybody yeah. cross the border. And there's that nonsense. But um, uh, you know that that doesn't really. Uh, transfer over to blacks necessarily i no, but it certainly belies a certain uh certain possible bigotry i suppose i, I don't know. i'm not saying i'm not know. saying everybody that goes to the tea parties bigots i think the people that go to tea parties are diverse in that in their belief systems in that some of them believe in the republican party and some of them are actually more like ron paul oriented liberty oriented people i think there's a there's a range of people that will go to those but i absolutely i don't doubt what she says is true you know just 
knowing some of those people. 800-259-9231, and she's likely got the experience to uh, to claim that. More coming up here. Hour three's on the way. You take control. 800-259-9231. It's Free Talk Live. Attention, all active duty members and veterans of the U.S. military. Your proud service to your country entitles you with the right to participate in special VA loan programs with benefits not available to the general public, like the ability to purchase a new home with no down payment or mortgage insurance, or refi with cash out up to 100% of your present home equity with less strict credit criteria. You are entitled to these benefits. Review them online at varadio.com. This is Tim Lewis from iFreedom Direct and a veteran of Operation Iraqi Freedom. I want you to know that as a member or veteran of the United States military, you've earned special rights and privileges. On your feet and get the details at varadio.com. iFreedom Direct Corporation is a private lender approved by the VA and licensed in most states. In certain states, certain restrictions and limitations apply. For a current list of licenses, disclosures, and all benefits, go to varadio.com. varadio.com. Talk Live. We are launching into the third hour of this, the live Saturday edition of the show. You dial in toll-free, take control of the airwaves, bring up whatever's on your mind. 800-259-9231. That number brought to you by SACL CAI. 1-800-259-9231. And you can join us on our website. Freetalklive.com is the place to go. And the features are free. In fact, the main feature allows you, the listener, to control the content of the site. Go uh, to freetalklive.com and you'll see in the main column there all of the stuff all created by listeners like you. You get to go and submit whatever you want to our website. Other listeners vote on whether it's good or not. And then the most liked items will make it to the front page and the top of the website. So maybe you see a really cool YouTube video you want to share with our listeners or you spot a news article that you think is really important, blog post that you enjoyed. You submit it to the site. Other listeners vote. And uh, maybe you'll get to the front page. So head on over to freetalklive.com. Get interactive as we go back to the phones and the fun to Michael, listening in Indianapolis to WXNT. Hello, Michael. Hey, how's it going? Hey, great. What's on your mind tonight? Well, the uh, the concept of an engineered economic collapse, I kind of wanted to get your guys' take on it. Okay, go for it. Did you want to be oh, more my- specific with what you mean? Well, uh, me personally, I think uh, there's a good possibility that uh, the government, uh, whoever, the powers that be, whatever, uh, may be working towards something like that to control the population, you know, because you uh, engineer some kind of major crisis, you can enact whatever controls to contain it. Sure, just personally, look at the Patriot Act. You don't think you have? You don't think you, <laughs> you don't think they have enough controls at this point? I mean, uh, when you when you look at these, uh, I mean, the bankers got bailed out by the little people. It sounds to me that uh, if it wasn't engineered in the sense that they expected uh, everything to fail, at the very least, it's set up so that when uh, when the big business tycoons make mistakes, that the little people have to bail them out, so they they have no uh, motivation to not make mistakes. The kind of way I see it is it's, it's possible that that could be something something to it, but I don't I don't see the end game. Uh, what they're actually, you know, what what would be the purpose? 
Well, I don't know if there's – certainly there are plenty of people out there that believe that uh, what you're suggesting, that there's this you know, cabal of people out there that is going to engineer this collapse. And, and maybe they're right. There may be some evidence for it. I mean certainly you can look at uh, the dollar itself. It is engineered to fail. I mean, because it doesn't have any kind of uh, value backing it, and it's a you know a one size fits all government monopoly on on currency through the the legal tender laws. And you can look at the history of the the U.S. dollar, and you can see that since they pulled the uh, the gold backing and the silver backing from it, it's uh, dropped precipitously in its uh, in its value. What is it lost like ninety six percent of its value in the last ninety seven ninety six you know, something the, like se- that several decades. Uh, so I mean, you could claim that oh, that 90% was ninety percent in the last several decades. Ninety six percent since the inception in 1913. Right. Uh, so you could claim that that was, uh, you know, that they, they engineered that to fail and that the, the people that are in charge of the Federal Reserve understand that the more money they print, uh, the more that steals money from our pockets. And because that's what inflation is, it's inflating the money supply. It's not an increase in prices. An increase in prices is a symptom of inflation, not actually what inflation is. So when they inflate the money supply, that gives them more money with which they can spend with their politically connected buddies like the folks in the military industrial complex and so on and so forth so that allows them to actually transfer wealth from the productive people like us to the uh, the parasite class and their buddies in their in the corporate world uh, so all of that is certainly engineered and it and they know exactly right. what they're doing if you were to build the hoover uh, dam out of uh, wood chips and peanut butter like maybe you did it because it was a mistake and maybe you did it on purpose in order to you know flood out people's homes so that you could get that property cheaply so that you could go in and put a, another dam in there and then have uh, good property values. Who knows? So yeah, some would suggest that uh, knowing all of this information, these uh, these elite types that are working the system, uh, the people that are doing uh, the you know the business at the Federal Reserve are trying to milk as much value from the economy as they possibly can before it all comes crashing in. I think there's some you know I think there's some plausibility to that claim. When it will happen is another question and uh, completely open to speculation. Uh, obviously, they want to milk our uh, pockets for as long as they possibly can get away with. Uh, will they engineer some sort of uh, calamity in yeah. which to seize more power? I mean, once That's, they, once they take all the value away from the working class, then they won't have any other. That's, I mean, we're their livestock, and they won't have any livestock to uh, to, to 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 milk any further. So, um, you know, maybe they maybe they intend to do that. Maybe they don't. It's an unwise move. So does that answer your question? Yeah, absolutely. Can I ask you one more quick question? Sure. Um, Basically, uh, I've got uh, kind of an argument going with someone. I don't think coming up in the elections in November, let's say every incumbent, every Democrat, whatever, all of them got booted out, and they were (laughs) replaced entirely in a landslide by Republicans. I don't see that as being any different. Absolutely. they're all... Absolutely. You are spot on. These are all members of the same thug cast, and they are all interested in controlling people's lives. None of those people, Republicans or Democrats, are interested, maybe Ron Paul accepted, uh, in setting anybody free. And so you're absolutely right. Look at the history. You know, the Republicans had control back in, for several years. 2000 uh, to 2006. Yeah, and they uh, made the government uh, much larger than Bill Clinton ever could have possibly imagined in that More period More than of time. 60% growth. Yeah, so you're yeah. absolutely right. 
I appreciate your time, guys. Thanks for the call. I appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231, which is why spending all of this time and effort and money and, you know, brain power on trying to, let's change, get those incumbents out of D.C. and let's put our boys in is just going to be completely fruitless. It'll be good for the people that you put into office because then they'll be the ones that are politically connected and Collecting they'll be those able to... sweet government paychecks yeah. and the sweet government the pension. pensions. Yeah, the pensions, yeah. So How long do they have to be in there before they get themselves a pension? I don't even know. As an elected uh, representative, I yeah. think they get a pension right out the gate, don't they? I don't they? know. I think, it's, I think it's like 10 years. I don't know. Re- no. As a representative, you, you get paid. I, I'm it's, pretty sure you get a pension right out the gate. It's not a good idea to try to, th- to try to think of what's reasonable when it comes to the government, though. It'd be reasonable if you were talking about some period of time, but you, you could very well be right. I, I don't know. Yeah, so it's just people keep spinning their wheels thinking that this time it's different. Now it's a pledge to America. (laughs) (laughs) Come on. Plague on America. The same... It's the I fell same... for that crap when they called it the, uh, right. the the contract with America, and I'm not falling for it again. And Are you falling little, for it? I'm a little uh, incensed that they're trying it again. Well, people are falling for it again, right? Are what you are one of options? them? What If you're the regular—you uh, know as well as I do that, you, that the regular folks that aren't willing to pick up and move for liberty, that don't, don't understand liberty in the same way that yeah. you and I do, they don't, they don't have, have options. any options. You're right. Your only option is to pick the Democrat or the Republican and go for them. Well, you can pick neither and stay home and you know love your family or something, right? Like that and, and continue to uh, to expect to see your rights whittled away. It's going to happen part, either way, right? Each party has their own kind of little thing that they'll protect. The Republicans are obviously better on on gun possession rights. The the Democrats generally are better on I don't know uh, certain other social issues. I don't know. Death penalty? They're all just liars. I used to say that at least the Democrats will tell you the truth that they want more government. I think that's generally still a true statement. But uh, the Republicans lie to your face. Oh, a smaller government. What are you talking about? Where's the evidence? Ronald Reagan, their big small government guy that everybody touts and they they cite quotations from, this guy was uh, increased the size of government dramatically during his term. More than sixty percent there too. Where, yeah, where six like sixty nine percent over the eight years. No, oh, we so, had to do it to keep America safe. Where is the evidence? It's always their excuse. It's nonsense. So the Democrats will lie about other things, though. The Democrats will lie about being anti-war. What? They'll be they'll lie about being for the little guy or the minorities, right? Or they'll lie about you know believing that you own yourself. Uh, it's nonsense. Nonsense. This guy, Barack Obama, is as much of a warmonger as George W. Bush. He is George Bush the third. And they're doing, the Democrats are doing their own kind of uh, pledge to America thing by oh, saying, is that right? by saying now that they're going to get out of Afghanistan. Well, this isn't working. Let's get out of there now. Now take into consideration, people. It's September in an election year, mm-hmm. and suddenly yeah, they've had a change of heart. Out, huh? You know uh-huh. that they, they called this Barack's war uh, there for a while, and but now you know now it's a bad idea. Uh-huh, sure. I agree, it's a bad idea, but I don't believe them. Yeah, <laughs> me neither. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one, but. Michael is absolutely right. Go ahead, kick them all out, and put a new batch in, and you're going to get more of the same. That's that's it. And it's also unlikely that you're going to replace... It's unlikely you're going to replace 20% of the incumbents. Yeah, I mean, incumbents are tough to unseat. It's a 90-plus percent incumbent re-election rate. More coming up. You take control. Bring up what you want. It's Free Talk Live. 
In times of economic instability, precious metals are the best hedge against inflation and can be a great investment opportunity. Bullion Investment Corporation is the gold standard in precious metal acquisition. Whether you're in the market for gold, silver, platinum, or palladium, you can leverage up to 400% by taking advantage of the Purchase Power Program. And don't forget about the low price guarantee. BIC will meet or beat the price of any other broker. Bullion Investment Corporation, proudly serving our clients for over 25 years. For more information, call Bullion Investment Corporation now at 1-888-486-1275 or visit goldbullion.net. Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Dial in toll-free. Take control of the airwaves at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features for free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. Tonight, it's Ian. And Mark. And don't forget, some of those features on our website include our Shrine of Female listeners, the dozens of ladies that have taken their uh, their photo or video and they're validated which means they show in the video or photo that they are listeners of this program uh, to show that they are listeners we put them up on our website call it the shrine of female listeners and you can get details over at shrine.freetalklive.com SACL CAI they're a major sponsor of Free Talk Live they, uh, you'll know them because they're on the big blue box with the biscuit on the front they're delicious and expeditious you can see there <laughs> banner at freetalklive.com it's the top one on the right sickle cai the big blue box with the biscuit yeah i, I know you don't listen to much uh, uh npr but uh it's, no, a, it's just a spoof joke i see well anyway jason Sickle's osborne CIA. is awesome yeah indeed all right so we continue and by the way he's moving out of uh his home in ohio make the making the trip here to new hampshire as part of the free state project which i think is pretty exciting so. yeah, it, it is very much so uh, so soon uh, he'll be based here all right so we're going to continue with your calls chris is listening to wchv in charlottesville virginia hello chris good evening mark and ian how are y'all howdy what's on your mind tonight um i have a challenge for you too all right it's not a very difficult challenge but it is a challenge nonetheless very good, sir. I um, I, I've joined uh, a local Tea Party here in the area. And how does one? Um, before you get to your challenge, how does one join the Tea Party? You just show up. Oh, okay. Basically, and 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 look like you know you're um involved. <laughs> okay. <laughs> there you go. So it's you know like I, I I try to you know I try to do a little bit here and do a little bit there. You know, put some tape on the floor when the wire doesn't need to be tripped over, and you know just. Stuff, yeah, that's know. what I think. I guess that's what we all do in these uh, these these organizations. Yeah, so it's you know my my experience has been fairly positive. Um, you know, I, I don't I don't agree with the with the mass media portraying uh, most of the people as being uh, racist and bigots and things. Okay. I think it's just their their idea of how to uh, slow the movement down, and uh, they're not doing a very good job of it. Which it's is the good. first thing. That's always leveled at the liberty community. The first thing that's said by uh, said by somebody who who wants to th- to throw a monkey wrench in it is that uh, oh they're 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 bigots. Well, don't be, be careful yeah. now, Mark. You almost sounded like you were li- uh, la- labeling the Tea Party as the liberty community. Well, they are it's partially. Not. Some of them are. Some of the people there are. I went to the Tea Party once, so therefore I was part of the liberty community attending a Tea Party. But I don't tend to. I don't tend, from what I understand of what I heard of the other speakers that were speaking there. Some Tea Parties are some ways and others they're they're very yeah. diverse they yeah. they don't get their marching orders from anybody so trying to paint them with a broad brush is uh it, you know yeah and painting them with a liberty brush is certainly not accurate well it's it's not this inaccurate is, this either is my challenge okay sure this is my challenge and i hope that your listeners are are, are um are you know you have a lot of listeners tonight i have been educating myself in order to try to help my country 
And the way that I've been educating myself is um, by reading uh, U.S. history, particularly around the time where, um, you know, these men got together and tried to figure out how to thwart the monarchy and how to throw off these, this, uh, the shackles of, um, you know, divine right and uh, you know, all that type of government. And I, I personally, from what I've learned, um, I read two books. Um, one is called A Patriot's History, and another one is called uh, John Adams by David McCullough. Okay. And these two books are very thick, and they're easy to read, but they're very thick. And um, what I've learned, basically, is that these people that started our country, in my opinion, have a monopoly on how to keep people free. I don't think that anybody before them or anyone anyone after them I don't understand what you're saying. They have a, the people who started the country have a monopoly on how to keep people free. Can you explain that exactly. a little more? Uh, they wrote the Constitution and the and the Declaration of How did that work out? Excuse me. That hasn't kept anyone free. Well, I think since the '60s and and kind of since the '20s, um, progressives and um, and people that have subverted the so-called establishment have really not paid attention to history. And, uh, and and therefore, we are suffering. I, I believe that that's happening. 1913 really was when the income tax... Hold on, hold on. 19, you can blame the hippies if you want, but 1913 was when the income tax came around. Yeah, Woodward Wilson was not very helpful. So the, the, the only thing is that our government schools... This is, this is my challenge to the people that are listening. Go to the school boards in your community and force them by election to start teaching U.S. history around the time of the Constitution and start teaching the Constitution for two years. They need to start teaching the kids for two years in high school, not a one-year class, a two-year class, first the history and then delve into the Constitution. But Chris, and that, to me, is the challenge for I, uh, Chris, everyone that's listening tonight. I'm for it. Go I, to your I'm, school boards. I'm, I'm for it. You said this was easy? Kids. You, wait, you said this was an easy challenge? Oh, it's great. It's very easy. All you got to do is stand up no. for yourself, just like these men did back in the 1700s. <laughs> they, well, they used violence, by the way. But, uh, Mark, you wanted to respond. I, well, first off, uh, Chris, I, I'm for teaching the Constitution. I like the ideas of the ideas of liberty be, being taught. And I would recommend a, another book to you called Conceived in Liberty by Murray Rothbard. It's Conceived in Liberty by Murray Rothbard. If, you're, if you enjoy right. this kind of uh, reading, then, then you'll enjoy that. But um, the... The, the idea that you're going to take one of these bureaucrats, uh, you know, some of these bureaucrats are, are tri- died in the wool socialists, and you're going to have them teaching the Constitution to your kids because even if you do get the school board on board with it, most of these, uh, most teachers, many teachers haven't worked for a living. I, I, I know so they that had they had to start somewhere. I, I understand they you have to, to start, start somewhere. somewhere. They Pro- had to subvert things somewhere. We need to start subverting them. Here's how you do it, Chris. Here's how you want to subvert things. You don't work through the system. If you want to subvert things, encourage people to instead of trying to take over some political organization, as and, and as Mark says, even if you are successful with that, which will be incredibly difficult because uh, you're going up against uh, in partisan politics and uh, political races, and you're trying to win uh, seats on a political board, and then hopefully they will implement the policy you're looking for. In reality, it's very unlikely your vision will ever become some sort of political reality, especially when it's being implemented by bureaucrats which you have no control over how they actually implement your ideas it's really just inc- incredibly Im- near impossible to do what you're talking about if you I'm want a real challenge take your kid out agree with you sir take your kid out of the government school and then teach them yourself 
I'm glad that the founding fathers did not agree with you, sir. What do you mean? They did not agree with what you're saying. That the, the bureau, you can't fight the bureaucracy. That you can't overthrow the system by by means of um, supplanting the power structure in a civilized way. They had to fight because the British came after us. We had to defend ourselves. Other than that, they did it in a civilized way by using their ideas and overthrowing this idea of the monarchy. These socialists will be overthrown by ideas. People have to stand up the same way that our founders did, have faith and stand up. But you're taking over a system that is inherently... It may take 80 years. I don't have that them. kind of time. You're talking about Why our not? kids here. You're talking about the, the youth of America, our sons and daughters. I don't have 80 years to wait. I need to make a move now. And the smart thing to do is to get your kids the hell out of the government school system. I thank you for the call. Appreciate well, it. I, I think that you know the, 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 step, the first step towards what he's talking about is collecting in one area. Because there were cradles of liberty, um, you know, Philadelphia and uh, Boston and places st- like this. Good start. But- so, um, you know, these things didn't start all over America. America at one time. New York was a fascist enclave from the beginning. All right, more coming up here at 800-259-9231. You bring up whatever's on your mind. This is Free Talk Live. Have you been thinking about starting a website? I'm going to tell you about a great offer from HostGator. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting, and they make it easy to get your own .com domain name. You create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates. Sign up at hostgator.freetalklive.com to receive your first month completely free. Whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website, let the experts at hostgator.freetalklive.com host you. This is Free Talk Live. You bring up whatever's on your mind. Take control of the airwaves. Toll free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website. Freetalklive.com is the place to go. So enjoy those features you will find there, including our news updates. You get signed up. We'll keep you in the loop. Whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live, go to news.freetalklive.com to get on the various different delivery options. We've got our updates, which come via email. We've got the Twitter and the Facebook. Head over to news.freetalklive.com and get on board. It's all free. So we were just talking with Chris in Charlottesville, uh, and he has an idea. And I wanted to dig just a little further into that idea and talk about why it's really a waste of his time. Uh, His idea was, all right, well, you know, they're not teaching our kids enough about the Constitution, so we need to get in there, these local school boards, we need to get our people elected, and we need to mandate that they have a two-year Constitution class. And uh, hmm. the reason that's not a good idea is because all you're trying to do, Chris, is take the reins of power from whoever currently has it and institute your particular vision of what should be taught over uh, atop of all of the kids that are attending the government indoctrination centers. And different interest groups have been doing this particular tactic for, well, years. Uh, Some people want to have the Bible brought back into schools. Some people want to have sex education brought into schools. And some people want to have, you know, fill in the blank, this kind of reading type or math uh, math learning type or somebody doesn't like the q wordy keyboard they want the devoriac keyboard. Yeah. <laughs> keyboard brought in everybody's got their plan and the and that's what the school board is the school board's a weapon to be wielded by the the group with the most power and 
you know, even if in this case, uh, this this is a perfect example of how you're never going to be the government. Um, so even if you do manage to get the Constitution classes into the public school system, then um, and and teach your version of the Constitution, because I can tell you, there's other people's versions too. They, you know, everybody in Washington D.C. with a Democrat, uh, you know, that's a Democrat, they believe their all their actions are constitutional too. Obama is a constitutional scholar, or right. something, right? So, um, you know, the the proposition that that you teach it from the the angle that you believe that it came from, and there certainly were small government uh, founding fathers, but Alexander Hamilton certainly wasn't one of them. No. George Washington wasn't particularly either. So, um, you know, when you, it, it's just you want it taught your way, and I get it. I I probably agree with the way that you want it taught. It's just that I think that the best thing is to protect your kid from the the indoctrination you get at the public school, and that's what Ian's trying to say when he says get your kid out of it. That's the control you have in this situation. Right, that's the the first and, and and biggest control. But you still pay for the uh, the school, so if you want to go there and hassle the the school board over what they're teaching, feel free. I just think that what you'll find at the end of the day is is that the government apparatus is intended to mire you down and make things slow, and it's intended to be very difficult to change. Like he said, intended- 80 years. If it takes 80 years, we'll do that. Oh, my gosh. Don't I you don't have want, something else to do? I, I hope I don't live in a country with uh, public schools in 80 years. I think yeah. that that's the problem. The root, For everybody hacking, for the thousand people hacking at the branches, there's one striking at the root. Mm-hmm. Well, the root of this particular problem is the, the public school. school, but the root of the, the the entire problem, of course, is the government entirely. So the the problem is the government schools, and in some states, you know, they're they're more deeply rooted than others. Some states have constitutional uh, requirements that there be a government school. New Hampshire doesn't, although its Supreme Court did rule about fifteen years ago that it it did, even though they just made words up. But that's the problem with the Constitution in general, right? And the pro another problem here is that. All you're trying to do is what everybody else is trying to do, and that is rest control of this this violent apparatus known as the state. Rest control of it into your hands, in the hands of the people that agree with you. But you're not the only set of people out there that are trying to do that. That's one of the things that government is best at, is creating this this violence, this tool, this gun in the room, and then saying, all right, whoever gets it, gets it. And then everybody jumps and they jump at it and they grab for it and they push each other around. And they try to get their hands on it. And one guy gets his hands on it. And then another person takes it, takes control of it. And they, they're all wielding this violence against one another. And they end up turning, uh, you know, there's just this conflict that just goes on and on. So even if you are somehow successful at, at getting control of the local school board, you better believe the people that were in charge of it before you are going to redouble their efforts to right. take it back. And, and you better believe that those people are getting a paycheck to do it. You might be going there in your off hours in order to uh, lobby the school board but once the uh, the, the teachers union and the uh, teachers get get wind that you're trying to change everything they're going to be there um you know these are the people that make the paychecks doing this and and this is what's so difficult is fighting the bureaucrats the people that make the money doing this and this isn't to say that the founding fathers you know they 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 fought the right fight or whatever this is this is about what's uh, practical and the best way to go about it um the the founding fathers weren't fighting a government apparatus of any size. It's my understanding that uh, the, the the taxes that were levied that were cons- called the intolerable acts on the uh, colonists were three and a half percent of their income. My God, I would pay anybody anything to, to live someplace <laughs> where they tax me for three and a half percent of my income. 
Were the founding fathers trying to get a seat at the table with King George? Were they trying oh, they, to? They, uh, they tried, uh, you know, for quite some time. But uh, and, and also, there's there's suggestions that some of them owed money. And the biggest problem was, is it was a colony. They had to trade all their stuff through England in order to be able to trade. They couldn't trade freely. Mm. So it seemed to me that if you've got this big support network and you're you're ready to rare and to go to run candidates to take over the school board and foist your vision of how things should be on everybody else which i think is uh, morally bankrupt in the first place but if you've got that kind of support why don't you all just pull your kids out of government school and have a tax revolt if you've got the numbers that it takes to uh, to win the school board election stop trying to force your ideas on other people and just withdraw yourself from it oh but that's risky well, that would involve maybe losing your house or something like that. And, well, we wouldn't want to take risks like the Founding Fathers did. I mean, he was talking a, a good game about yeah, the, founding, the Founding Fathers. Founding Fathers' uh, risk to being hung as opposed to yeah. just losing their homes. Yeah. And I guess you're right. I mean, you know, that, that those are the risks that you're going to take. If a 100 people in town uh, decided that they were going to do a tax revolt um, on their property taxes, then – you know that that would probably send a message pretty quick to uh, the, the those that uh, are in power. Right. If a thousand did, and a thousand is by no stretch the amount of people the founding fathers had. They had a you know the hundreds of years of uh, revolutionary thought after the uh, the English Revolution um, there uh, you know during that that uh, that was behind all this stuff. Let's go to your phone calls. You take control of the airwaves, Dave in Humboldt out in the West Coast, KGOE. Hello, Dave. Hey, you guys are doing a good thing. You act like you're still in a country that has a free speech. Uh, commendable. Well, we'll keep acting like it until they physically <laughs> stop us. Well, that's great. Uh, my main thing, uh, so much that is so wrong now, but uh, the main one is that big things, big corporate special interests have taken control over most of us, we the people, and... The worst of them all is that they still own and control these electronic voting machines, and mm. that isn't right. Did you see the story I, you know, about I, them putting Pac-Man on one of them? Yeah, it was ha- one of them were hacked recently. Yeah, they, quickly, like within seconds. Yeah, somebody put Pac-Man on them. Well, they can do whatever they want. There's many a little small precinct in this country that had two, three hundred registered voters that delivered five or six thousand votes to one party. Well. You say, well, surely that needs to be recounted. Recount? What, what? What's there to be recounted? It's just an electronic gadget there. Yes. You know. Well, I'm I'm scared of it because I, I agree. Think that- <laughs> Absolutely. These things are terrible. Um, you know, you, you can't do a recount. You can't uh, see what people wrote down. Even if they were to give a receipt, uh, they're, 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 I don't trust them. What, everybody going to bring their receipt back on how they voted and we're going we're gonna to finally figure out? I mean, the proof has been made several times that these things have failed, that they have uh, done a bad job in reporting votes and people that they've been hacked and just more proof. Nobody cares. I mean, they're, they're still there because it's easier for the bureaucrats to, to hijack an election. It's just more proof that you're not going to vote your way to freedom because they're going to do everything they can to make uh, to put things in your way. Well, we the people can be stupid and vote wrong, but I don't want Debo voting for me. Thanks for the call tonight, Dave. I appreciate hearing from you. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can take control of the airwaves. They don't yet have the electronic voting machines, I don't think, anywhere in New Hampshire, do they? All right. 800-259-9231. Take control of the airwaves. This is Free Talk Live. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. 
Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. Talk Live. Only moments remain, but maybe enough time for your call if you make it right now. 800-259-9231. That number brought to you by SACL CAI. It's 1-800-259-9231. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. You'll find a lot of features there. Listening options are among them. And you can listen in via our broadband stream or our dial-up stream. You can also listen around the clock via our listen lines. All of these options I'm telling you about, the latest episode of Free Talk Live airs 24-7. Uh, so you can listen online, or if you've got a phone, you're not it's not internet ready, as long as you can dial long distance, you can also listen to Free Talk Live that way. Plus, we've got some other alternative listening options, uh, including satellite, free-to-air satellite. You can listen there. Uh, that's not 24-7 Free Talk Live. That's LRN.FM, but we do air live on satellite. Plus, our wonderful radio stations, over 80 of them from coast to coast, carry the show. And if your local station doesn't take Free Talk Live all six nights a week, well, you can ask them to. If they're already taking Saturdays, tell them thanks. Give a program director a call and tell them thanks for airing Free Talk Live as much as he does. And then ask for some more. You never know. Your call might be uh, what it takes to make it happen. Uh, and that listen page, listen.freetalklive.com, is brought to you by Quality Rental. Uh, the folks over there at Quality Rental are such big fans of Free Talk Live that they wanted to sponsor that listen page so that they can uh, bring the message of liberty to more people. And if you're having an event, whether it's a party or wedding or barbecue or church gathering, and you happen to be having it in a southern New England, Quality Rental can help serve your needs. You can check their website at qualityrental.com. All right, so we will allow you to take control of the airwaves. Andy is on with us, listening to Finger Lakes News Radio in Auburn, New York. Andy, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, guys. Hey, what's on your mind? Can you hear me okay? Yes, sir. What's on your mind, Andy? Well, I called a while back, and uh, I don't know, you guys are a little bit rude. You didn't believe that uh, I used the post office. Used it? I do. I I don't use email. And I like the post office, and it works just fine for me. But that, that's not what I called about. Um, so you're a Luddite. It, <laughs> Leave him what alone. What does that mean? I don't know what Luddite means. A Luddite, Luddite was a movement in uh, England in the, seven, uh, the, the 17th century of people that would go around destroying factories because they didn't like that new technology <laughs> stuff. Well, I, I think that there's a there's a great uh, there, there's a great uh, virtue in uh, principled. Um, you know, abstaining from technology, but I don't think it should be removed altogether. I mean, I've gone for years without using a motor vehicle, just sort of as a social experiment. Oh, you know, cool. I mean, in other words, I mean, I don't think you guys are the only ones who uh, exercise the the uh, walk the walk of your convictions. You know, a lot of people do that. Of course, it, we're not the only ones. Yeah, and. But I anyway, would point out I'm, that the post office is uh, funded by theft, and it's a communist organization. Um, they, uh, they, they pay. They, it costs the same amount of money to send a letter across town as it does to send it across the country. Do you think it costs the same amount of fuel to send a letter across town as it does across the country? No, I, I guess it doesn't. But you know, I, I use it. And it uh, works fine for me. But so, will me. so will email. I just uh, sent something through the post office, and it was sent back to me by the New Hampshire Supreme Court because it arrived, and the envelope had been torn wide open, and all of the contents had been taken out. Didn't work yeah. too well for me. There, there's all kinds of abuses. And, and you know what? When you guys talk, I, uh, I truly agree with, with like 
90% of your criticisms of the abuses in, in our system. <laughs> but If you agree with us 90% of the time, you're crazy. Go ahead. <laughs> well, I, but I don't agree with uh, your solution. Okay. I mean, uh, I, I think that Freedom? Uh, it's the, the government does not have a monopoly, as you guys say. The government has a monopoly on, on the infrastructure and the things that it, it does run, like the post office and everything else. Uh, if you, if you think that our government has a monopoly, then you, you're, you have sort of a small world view because we don't live in a country. We live on a planet. We live in a global community of humans. Sure. Well, the, and there's if, plenty if you of want to look at it that way, eager and, and willing to step in and take over if we don't want to run our government well enough. You're right. The government has a monopoly on the given land area that it has. And and by, by that terminology, all the governments on their given land areas have the monopolies in those areas. The territorial monopoly, if you so want to be more if accurate. If you are livestock for those uh, for those in the government to, to milk and get whatever it is that they get out of you, you are. then, then and, you know, the, the evidence is that, in fact, all your labor uh, belongs to them and they let you get a portion of it well, back. Well, we're not just the livestock. We are the farmers. I mean, we contribute. What? We contribute to the government. We vote. Why do you think the Tea I don't. Party I don't is, contribute is to gaining them. so much steam? Why do you think the Tea Party is gaining so much steam? And they're going to make real changes. I mean, have you heard what's happening? <laughs> the Tea Party is gaining steam because they're the out-of-office party. They're the party that wants the to get in. The hippies made real change. They got the voting age lowered from 21 to 18. Big whoop. Um, you know, the, 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 there, there can be a lot of action going around things, and it takes a very long time to, to change things. The government only changes after people actually change their minds about things. Well, I, I, you know, what I'm saying is participate, I mean, getting in there, getting in the mosh pit and fighting the fight to, to correct the abuses in our government instead of just taking your ball and, and leaving the playground or, you know, going I don't like fighting. Yeah, you I, know I, what I'm saying? I don't fight. I've, I'm done fighting. I'd rather just live free. I'm for, I'm for peace, man. Thanks. Well, I, hey, I'm a liberal hippie, man. I, I'm for peace, too. But you want to you know? fight. You want to get in and the mosh I, I pit. Disag- I, like I said, I agree with 90% of your criticisms of the government, but I think our, our solution is to all is the opposite of what you're doing. We have to get in there. We have to your join together is one size say, fits stop all. these abuses. Your solution says that um, I have to obey whatever your solution is, or you'll send some guy with a badge and a gun to force me to do it. Right? The system is the abuse. The system is abusive. You no, can't stop. It, as long as not. you, as long as the system exists, people will continue to be abused, and that's, that's because where we diverge. Well, you it's, know, it's because you don't want to see the gun in the room, well. dude. It's right. because you you would like to pretend like you're peace oriented, but yet you just said you wanted to join a mosh pit and fight people, and you're trying to fight Obviously, to take control of a system that is in- inherently violent, you know that dude. Was okay, you so know it's. That Figurative, figurative. But it doesn't change. It's figurative, but that doesn't change that the government is an apparatus of violence, right? Well, let me let me give you one That's, example. You did not address I that. You didn't address it. Address that. Is uh, the government an apparatus of violence? When it's being abusive, yes. No, sir. No, Every single time it's an stop. apparatus of violence. Look, if the government's doing the right thing, because uh, even if it's doing the right thing, it's going out and getting somebody uh, you know, that's committed a crime. They're using violence to do it. Now, when that violence is turned on somebody who uh, who hasn't done anything to harm them, then it's called aggression. And the well, government's it, it, all about aggression. All right. to, what? When you guys have your community there and something really horrific flares up some let's say you guys do get your your community off the ground and everybody's 
uh, together on this thing. Somebody starts molesting children or something. What are you going to do about it without the threat of violence? Or somebody oh, no, 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 you, you're, you're confused. Things. You're confused. You're, you're confusing. Occur in the you're confusing, Andy. You're confusing violence with aggression. And there's a big difference there. The molester is aggressing against that person, so it's entirely appropriate to use violence to separate them from the person they've aggressed against. Right. The vi- so you have to build up something that is capable of aggression and violence. I've got something. You know, even if it's only in people, people have those things in their closets at home. Don't worry. Thanks, Andy, for the call. I appreciate hearing from you at uh, 800-259-9231. The government is an aggressive organization. I think that's an important uh, clarification here. Yeah. Maybe we were using the, the wrong it. term. I should have said aggressive. Yeah. But, you know, even if you're sending the cop out to get the robber, um, the, who who's paid, paying Who him? paid the cop? Right. Well, Everybody has to pay the cop. What in order if I don't like the their robber. service? The robber robbed the bank. Yeah. The bank should be paying the cop to go get the robber. What if I don't like their service and I don't want to pay for their services anymore? I don't want their services. Oh, well, you still have to pay. And if I don't pay, well, then they're going to come try to take my house from me. And if I don't want to leave my house, they're going to shoot me. There's violence behind every, there's aggressive violence behind every one of their government programs. Darren is on the line. Uh, Darren in Pennsylvania, you're on Free Talk Live. On the, uh, on Free Talk Live. Hello. Yes, how you doing, guys? Hey, what's on your mind tonight? So- well, I was uh, the issue of non-voting is on my mind. Uh, I think it came up uh, about a week or so back, and I kind of wanted to defend it a little bit. Okay, well, you've got just a very little bit of uh, time here, unfortunately, and you, if you want to get in a little more detail, maybe uh, Monday night will be a good night for that. But go ahead. Okay, um, the major the major point I see about non-voting is voting is a way of training people to support the government to feel like they're part of it. Maybe not, you know, us libertarians, but the masses out there. And what's one thing that would be good to take away from the government is that means of control. But not voting is going to have anything. How, how, are you, how many people do you have to get on board in order to take, take away this voting thing away from the people and the government or whatever? Hmm. Well, I can't really give you numbers. Can you give me a uh, percentage? Can you give me an approximate percentage? Just, you, just go in increments of five. So that gives you a choice between zero and 100% of the population. I don't know. I would say maybe if we can get the voter participation down to 10, 15%. That's, what, that's local, where it is. The local uh, elections are all about, and they're still running your local government, aren't they? What matters, Darren, is whether or not people obey the government, not whether they vote. Uh, and I thank you. You can call on Monday night. We can talk more about it at that time. would look, uh, look forward to that at 800-259-9231. You can't call that number now because we're done, uh, at least for tonight. But we've got a live Sunday edition that is uh, Internet only, so don't forget to join us for that tomorrow night or join our other co-hosts for that because they'll be hosting it uh, tomorrow night at 7 Eastern at freetalklive.com. Have a great weekend. How long can you hold your breath? (sighs) Not long. After air, water is the most critical factor for life. There are dozens of toxic substances in tap water, even pharmaceutical drugs that city processing can't remove. Sadly, most bottled water isn't much better. The chemicals in the bottles themselves are a serious health concern and a huge environmental problem. Filtering your own drinking water is the logical answer. You'll have a much better quality of water and save a bunch of money, too. Aquasana filters are thorough and more affordable per gallon than even pitcher-type filters. Aquasana is consistently voted the best choice by Consumers Digest. The filters are easy to use and install. Call 866-NO-BOTTLE to order or link online through freetalklive.com. If you'd like a 20% discount, and who wouldn't, when ordering online, use the discount code FTL. Again, that's FTL. Or call toll-free 866-NO-BOTTLE and tell them we sent you to get a great discount on all Aquasana products. Drink smart. 1-866-NO-BOTTLE. 